So how's this gonna go? You're just gonna are you gonna like intro everything? Um, yeah, I think we can intro uh, and just everyone can kind of give a little bit of a background about what they do, who they are, what they like. Mm-hmm. You know, we already start recording. Didn't we? we already did. I know, I know, <laughs> I know the game. Good. Fire away, real quick. Oh gosh, you just asked for a lot. Uh, my name is Haley, and I'm the founder of the Cleveland Bucket List. And what do I do? Lots of things. Great job, oh, Alexa. Yeah. Hi, I'm Alexa. I am a marketing manager and um, fantasies. I want to marry a rich marine who dies overseas, and then I collect the check. <laughs> I'm uh. Brian. <laughs> Should we switch topics? <laughs> <laughs> and a comedian. You're a One, comedian. I think rich marine <laughs> is an oxymoron. I don't think that's a real thing. Someone told me that they that if they die when they're um, overseas, you get like an eighty thousand a year stipend. Is that true? Someone told me it, and she was a rather trashy woman. So I would imagine she knows her stuff when it comes to gold digging. All right, cool. Wait, so if, if you if you date him or if you marry a marine, then uh, no, I was gonna say a cat. You marry a marine, but he dies overseas. Yeah, that's like that's you get eighty grand, like a one shot digger. eighty grand or per year. She told me it was like a year. I hope she's not lying because I have my like Tinder profile set to Marines only. <laughs> Doesn't matter what age. Like 65. I don't know. That's either a brilliant move or you're really limiting yourself. But please keep us posted. I'll let you know. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Brian. Joe, yeah, you yeah, know that's us. Joe. Yeah, you know us. Um, so yeah, so we're Tell doing. Us, Joe. Yeah, here, here, here it is. Tell it. Here it is, everybody. Say it. Here's the rub. Tell us the rub. <laughs> Fuck. Lotion up. <laughs> so we uh, Well, it's a oh, gross. It's a Wednesday <laughs> night. Um, drinks have already started. Um, not surprisingly, because you are now the only second person, Haley, that's come on here three times, and each time you brought drinks. So I wasn't going to bring something this time, and as I was walking out of the house, Drew was like, no, that's your shtick, you have to. So I stopped on my way here. <laughs> we should have Drew on. <laughs> what did you bring? I'm drinking an expired White Claw. What uh, and of course. And she of brought course. some Missing uh, missing Mountain. Yeah. Oh, shit. Good I like stuff. Miss, yeah. Mystic Mama, too. you said? Missing Mountain. Oh. It's an Acker Brewery. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I, know, I thought it was Mystic. I like Mystic missing Mama. Also good. But I've never had the Missing the Missing Mary missing Mountain, drink. Well, guess what? There's eight of them right in that fridge Fuck over there, yeah. big guy. You can have it. Oh, I'm having a couple. Yeah, you can. This is the, the longest, weirdest intro we've ever had. Oh, I beg <laughs> to differ. Not we've never close. actually introed like this. No, we really haven't. Usually, like, well, like we're in a seven-minute conversation, and then the guest is like, just let me know when we started. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, and mm-hmm. impressed we already introduced ourselves. I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're we're maturing, we're growing. Yeah, we're. I'm turning into a big, strong man, and Joe's turning huge. into a big, strong man. Huge, huge, strong man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm benching very much more than I used to bench. Yeah, he's been yeah, watching Cobra Kai, too. Uh, I finished Cobra Kai season four. It's time for that show to end. It's fucking stupid. No, I need more. Does anyone else watch it? It's, you're not missing it. We need Hillary Swank. It's just not... 
It's it's Saved by the Bell with karate. It's awesome. You know, because like the jokes are bad, everything is bad, the acting's bad. But it's it's just at this point, it's like this isn't even entertaining anymore. This is like <laughs> Sharknado Five. It's <laughs> like Chris I got Jericho. the first one, I could kind of swing through it, but this is just too much yeah. now. It's so, ridiculous. That's, yeah, that, that's just my take. Well, Joe, you got the whiskey in your hand. What, what do you want to talk about? What, what, what's the theme? Oh, uh, I got the old Forester. Um, it was a day at work, which is funny because we're talking about work. Um, what are we talking about with work, Joe? Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Brian. Um, so uh, uh, I don't remember when this even happened. It was a couple weeks ago. Well, actually, Haley, I think you started this because you were talking about, you know, kind of leaving your old job. Brian also had left his old job. Um, and then right. I was like, oh, well, air high five. Congrats. Oh, yeah. um, so I started thinking about like doing like, with everything that's going on right now with the they're calling it the great resignation where people are quitting their jobs and people are not coming back to their jobs Hell or yeah. they're not even taking jobs that are available. Liberty. And we'll kind of get into, yeah, freedom. And we'll start getting into some of the different <laughs> options of that. But um, so I put out on, I think, Facebook and everywhere to basically just be like, I was looking for someone that's like in a recruiting, hiring manager position to kind of understand what that's like. And we found one. So Alexa, actually, you pronounce your last name? Irizarry. Okay. That's okay. I've known Alexa for like I don't know. We've known each other for a minute from doing mics, yeah. and I fucked up her name. Yet she's like, "You don't know my last name." I was like, "I do," but isn't that kind of standard before you introduce somebody? Yeah. Oh, that? everyone fucks up on someone's name. That's a true thing. It's well, like that's human why I nature. Asked you to be, you just be proper. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we won't say your last name again. But, Alexa, but no, it's, because, it's because you're half Puerto Rican. I'm half Puerto Rican. Yeah. We they, we should both be on the same wavelength. You notice how the second we said we're Puerto Rican, the dogs start barking at us. <laughs> Sorry, they guys. know. It's just, it's just not something we do here. Uh, yeah, the dogs are like, I smell a Puerto Rican. <laughs> it's it, it, both of us since we're half. It equals one Puerto Rican. So there's one Puerto Rican in the room. One full Puerto. Rican. The dogs were dead asleep upstairs. Then they heard there were two Puerto Ricans in the house and <laughs> yeah, lost their sprinted. fucking mind. <laughs> so yes. Anyway, but no, we're all safe. For all you people at home, just know we are safe. Everything's fine. Two Puerto Ricans in the home. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, and the dogs are dinner now. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Alexa reached out and she was like, "I'm you're like, I'm a, a recruiting, like I have a lot of experience with this. And I was like, cool. Because that's what I wanted to talk about. Because it, it's something that's not going away. <laughs> like this has been going on now for, pro- I mean, at least a year. I think it's going to go on for a lot, lot longer. And before we... Uh, before we even started recording, like Alex was the first person here, we already started kind of getting into it a little bit about what we think is going to be happening. So first I want to give everyone a bit of a background as to everyone's experience here in terms of this. So Brian and Haley both left their jobs. When did you leave yours, Haley? July. July. Brian, when did you leave yours? Probably around July. Probably around July. Okay, so they, they coordinated that. Yeah. Coordinated strike. Yes. It's meant to be. But you We're both left jobs yeah, we... not having a job. <laughs> and that, that's <laughs> kind of been one of the themes of this whole thing is people that are actually leaving their jobs while not having a job to go to. And that's something that has been, for me personally, like I don't think I could ever do that. Like I, I really just, I don't think I could. Um I just I, that would just I would lose my mind. I but you're happy in your job though, so I mean. Yeah, I, I yeah, I'm not at all. It's it's the, not uh, a thing that's planned. I don't think it, I, I I wasn't like yeah I want to quit my job to not. Well, but I mean, well, but that, that's well we'll start there. We'll start getting into that because because you, so you were working at. I was taking care of intellectually disabled people. Yes, exactly. So, but it was like a good job, but. Well, that's the thing. Well, it, it wasn't was good. good. It was well, a good for me. Like I loved, I loved well, taking care of well, those dudes. Well, put it in perspective, though. So it was a good job. So at the time, you were twenty-five. 
25, 26? I probably got it, yeah, like two. So, yeah, it was probably like 24, 25. 24, 25. Uh, you had a good salary, but you had benefits. The benefits actually were the only benefits good thing very, about the very job. Good. It was like some of the best benefits, the best uh, 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 insurance plan that you could have. It's yeah. like the same, like almost similar to the, the ones where people like that work at Cleveland Clinic are like a good yeah, hospital. Because of what you were but doing. But the pay so, yeah. is. Before COVID, it was nine fifty, ten dollars. Well, to pay for what you were doing. Yeah, too. and I was like, I was wiping dudes' butts, and yeah. like, you know. Well, t- but tell us about the bad part, the things you didn't like. Oh, uh, the the the, the <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, that's true. I love that. that I mean, I, I hey, we all love meeting new. That's people. That's a pro. I love I love me some <laughs> I love me some dude poop for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, but any way to skip to date seven, that's the way. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but now I mean like the. It's a rough. It's a good job because it makes yeah. you feel whole. But then you start realizing, like, even though I like doing this, it like I'm work. I need to work more hours to make a little more money. When I think I should be working the regular hours and making more money. Right. And you have a conversation about money, and it's like you guys probably agree to where you'll be like, "Hey, I want more money." They're like, "We can't do that." You just got to settle for what it is. And then a lot of people settle, but what's been building towards, I think, for years well, is th- where people like have been settling, but they're getting sick of settling. Well, yeah. and, that, the, and that's why I think, well, th- that'll be a big part of what we're talking about, too. So, yeah. so you, you left that job, a job that was, you know, for someone your age is a, a, a decent wage, but you had good benefits. And you were relatively flexible in terms of the hours you work. Kind of, but they would like do like little shit. It. They, they would do it. little shit. Like I would call off and yeah. I'd be like, hey, I'm not feeling well. They'd be like, yeah, well, if you're feeling better on Sunday when you're off. I'm like, I don't know. I have some plan. They're like, yeah, but I'm letting you take off today. So you should do me a solid. And I would, I would just end up being like, if that means I can get off today, yeah. And I get off the phone, I'd be like, how the fuck did she do that? Yeah. <laughs> she does that every time. Yeah. yeah, she's a word ninja and got you in there to wipe them butts. Uh-huh. She's yeah. like, oh, we do need someone on Sunday. And yeah. then I wouldn't even be needed. It was just someone. It was just, I, didn't I show remember up. talking to you about that, but you were just like, I just, I can't anymore. Yeah. She, cause, and you and said that was it, with like using PTO, You said it, too. too. You're like, I was being guilted into coming in, even when I was actually sick, where you're like, if I'm sick, I shouldn't be around people. And that was before COVID, too. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that was still a normal thing. Yeah. Like, everyone did that, right? Yeah, like, everyone, like, oh, I'm sick, but I need the money, so I'll go into work. And then you sure. just didn't say anything. Now you kind of have to, or you're oh, like, yeah, yeah. I might kill somebody, yeah, sure. so I'm not going to. And then, Haley, so you, and it was funny, because I had asked you, asked you a couple of times, because I think you had come on right before you started the job that you, you left. Mm-hmm. And uh, at least for me, like, on paper, it seemed like such an awesome job. Mm-hmm. And you were excited about it. Oh, yeah. But then you started the job (laughs) yeah so it was a dream job um i I was at a different job for about eight months and it i just happened to see it i wasn't happy at that job but i didn't think i would leave anytime soon and i happened to see it and apply and eventually get it and i thought it was like the be all end all like this was going to be my career and there was a lot of room for growth and i was kind of getting it at the ground floor and so it just looked like it was going to be really really awesome I was excited for you. When you told me that, I was literally, and selfishly, I was like, down the road, she'll get me in there. Because yeah. it seemed like such a cool game, like what you said. I think you even said something like that. You're like, I'm kind of getting in on the ground floor. Even though it was a relatively established place, You were still. it was still in the ver- on the verge of growing. And it yeah. has technically grown since then. Yeah. But Yeah, they were like opening a new building that they had didn't have any, like, marketing for and they were going to host events there and they needed someone to like plan events and like book the space out figure out what it looked like for weddings and things like that like there was a lot of like growth and things we were going to work on together that sounded really cool yeah but and how long were you there two years 
I, it even it honestly, it seemed like shorter. I thought you were there like ten months. Because <laughs> it's like as quickly as you were like starting the new job, not enjoying the new job, leaving the new job. Well, I mean, a majority <laughs> of it was like through the pandemic, so that's yeah, part of it well, too. True. Is like time didn't really matter, and I think that was probably the biggest, like reason why I got to a point where I needed to leave because I was in the brewing industry and it never shut down like we were putting in massive sales during the pandemics we were doing home delivery like people were still drinking obviously so we were working like around the clock to make sure that the business like stayed afloat and that we were working on the home delivery program and all this different stuff so I literally was watching people sit at home, like not have anything to do, work from home. And I was still going to work in the very beginning of the pandemic and working like 24 hours a day, like on call all the time. And that became way too much, very fast. Yeah. yeah and th that was in, I want everyone's input on this. Like th that was one of those things like, like during the, I do kind of give companies jobs a little bit of slack in that because no one really knew what was happening. Yeah. We didn't know when things were going to open back up. We didn't know if we were going to stay open. You didn't know where the next revenue. People were real. Everyone was really worried about their job. Um, like I myself, I was working. Uh, I remember the dates because I was in Florida when all this happened and uh, came back from Florida on the 11th. I think the 18th is when all the bars and restaurants shut down. They're like, everything shut down. Go ahead. All the time. And then on the 25th, I was let go of my job. So, like, they laid off myself and then eventually, like, a third of my company. Yeah. And that was happening in a lot of places. Like, they kind of – it sounds like they – like, companies kind of – some companies started that. If you can oh, yeah. fire a mass amount of people, then technically a mass amount of people can quit. It was basically like – Like, it's the oh, same yeah. logic. No, 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 no. It very much is. It's just reverse. Yeah, it, it's reverse. And, but then, like, you know, I think – and then – and I want to be careful in the way that I kind of word some of these things, too, because I, I don't want this to come off that people aren't working because they're lazy, because I don't think that that's the case for everybody. It's just not that's not the case. I think, uh, and we'll get more details into it and kind of get into it, but I think people have just kind of figured out ways to live without it. it that's it, what the the, the, the the pandemic, I think, taught a lot I think it's people. workers having their own, like, figuring out, oh, I have boundaries with my job now, which yeah. is... I mean, I was I was taught like my by my parents and shit like oh it's your job you just gotta do what they say yeah absolutely and even when you're like I disagree you know it's what? like it's your fucking job that's yeah. a great point because th that's I was too. that's an yeah. upbringing yeah. thing yeah absolutely and that I think was a big part of why I was working twenty four hours a day because like I didn't know how to set my own boundaries so I would say the best thing that came out of right before I left the job when I was so miserable is I finally figured out how to set boundaries like mm -hmm. I finally figured out like my index does not have to be at zero every day like I can walk away from it and if an email comes and I don't need to answer it. And that ha like that has served me even now, but that's really hard to get to because I was raised like it's your job you don't say no like anything they want you to do you do it because it'll get you somewhere. Yeah, it was all black and white. It was like mm -hmm. it's your boss, he's always right. Yeah. Well, and was, now people are getting yeah. like people still like work a job, and like the company does something like someone in the higher up does something fucked up, and jobs get ca and like places get canceled. Like Starbucks got canceled today because right. you don't need vaccination. Like, you don't need proof vaccination to work there. So everyone on Twitter was like, boycott Starbucks. That's everywhere, though, because the Supreme Court shot down the vaccination thing. Yeah, yeah. that is, yeah. Because my work was about to start firing people if they weren't. And then once the Supreme Court um, ruled it, um, Congress basically has to make the decision if they want to put it in. Mm -hmm. But you can do it for medical. If you work in medical, they can require yes. it if you get government funding. But yeah, yeah that's everywhere now. So I think the only can for medical for sure, like if you work at a hospital or any type of medical realm, uh, law enforcement, 
if they receive government funds, because their thing is, yes. if it's getting money from the federal government, they can cut it and basically comp- compel vaccination that way. But I think, because um, I job hopped a little bit during the pandemic, yeah. and I think what it was, I was working at this company, I put in 90 hours a week. I was the manager at the top office in all of America. Um, no big deal. But <laughs> I mean, all of America. That place is big. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a nationwide home improvement company. Okay. And they, they told me I was going to stay on my job. Because after everything shut down, um, I was setting up the Ashtabula Home and Garden Show. That they called. They said, hey, fire all your staff. So oh, got rid of all my staff. Jesus. How, wait, how was that conversation like? It, everyone kind of knew it was coming, yeah. so I fired my staff. Then the next thing they Shit. said, they called me and they said, okay, you and 10 managers are going to redo the training program while we take off this two weeks to kind of get ourselves together, bring, your guys are going to work from home, we're going to revamp the training program. So then they fired um, the other managers, except 10 of us. Uh, then they called wow. us. So they had the managers do the firing. And then they fired, and the, then managers. fired the managers. They fired all but 10 uh, then at midnight God. at midnight they called me up and said hey that plan is actually not going to work pennsylvania has deemed um it has to be a life-sustaining business because ohio was it can be an essential business pennsylvania was life-sustaining we didn't we qualified as essential not life-sustaining what, what is the what is the difference yeah uh life-sustaining was um pharmacies grocery stores okay. gas right. stations okay. Pennsylvania was a lot stricter on the lockdown at first than Ohio was. So Ohio had to shut down, or Pennsylvania had to shut down. That's where our corporate was. So they said, you guys are going to get furloughed. Then every month until August, they called one of us to lay us off, fire us. So it was me and the other 10 managers. We'd be on the phone every day. And every month, they fired a different one of us. Was there like uh, a thing? You guys were like, who's getting fired next? Yeah. And then eventually well, they told the th- me I could come back um, in August, but I wouldn't be a manager. I would be an hourly employee, and I would have to knock doors. Oh, so they just demoted so, you. They're like, you can come back, but you're demoted. Yeah. So you're like, I'm not coming back. So, can, can <laughs> I, I, I do want to ask about the, 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 the laying people, because I do think that this actually is part of the grander conversation. So yeah. when you had to lay people off, and, and there's no right way to do it. Well, no, there, there kind of is. There's a, I guess there's a less shit. But with pandemic, it's so a how, gray area. how did you? Was it just like a face to face? So, um, I invited this. If um, you need another beer to tell the story, it's fine. What? No, <laughs> I, 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 I invited this. Um, I was on a date with a wrestling coach. What's his I, full name? <laughs> but no, I was on a date with a wrestling coach. It was really good. He was staying at my house for a couple of days. It was that good. Anyway, so, <laughs> so we're both um, naked, and then I get a call like. To, hey, you need to fire all these people. So I'm sitting next to this guy in bed. We're still fooling around. And while I'm fooling around, I'm firing people. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just going through my phone. Just like, hey, Sharon, um, you've seen the news. They shut down restaurants. There are no trade shows anymore. I don't have hours for you, but I'll call you in two weeks. Then I just oh, never yeah. call. <laughs> so there is a right way to fire people. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's the best firing story I've ever heard. Yeah, I've never. Honestly, even the people you fired would be like, Nice pool. Uh, honestly, <laughs> if you were firing me and that was happening, you're like, look, I'm fooling around with some dude. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> I guess I won't show up to work anymore. <laughs> I'd be like, put it on speaker. I hear what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. <laughs> Let me listen. Well, yeah. yeah. So, so the only... <laughs> totally. Uh, the only reason I ask that is because, like, again, when we when you talk about, like, the, the people's willingness or unwillingness to come back to work, I think a lot of it was some of the treatment. Now, 
you did what you were told to do. That's just what it is. But yeah, some was... of the, some of the places like like my my company, my company were putting forty people on a Zoom and firing them all simultaneously. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, why don't oh fuck I don't know them highland software did oh, the same yeah. thing <laughs> I was like, I was like, you struggled you're like, like actually, we're I don't golfing give a shit. on sunday i'm like oh i can't say it no yeah. fuck highland software did that that hired yeah. like 600 something like fire like i don't i want to get it wrong but it's it, it was a couple hundred in the same day where they were just throwing a bunch of people on a zoom call and firing them like that that adds to people's reluctance that i think to come back into the workforce and how many 150 wow. i said 600 fact check Literally 150 that's well, 150 people that they fired in one day, and a lot of it's just via Zoom. Like, hey, everyone jump on this call. You have no idea what this call is going to be about. Yeah. And you see a bunch of people, you're like, oh, man, we're probably doing this new project. Like, hey, everyone, great news. You're going to have the rest of the day off. Forever. Bad news. You have every other day off. <laughs> <laughs> and they fired everybody. And that, things like that lay into, I think, what we'll eventually get to, which is people's reluctance to come back and people kind of adjusting to their life to not have to deal with that again. And if you look at like how many, uh, a lot of these companies, how much they got in PP loans and what oh, they were actually yeah. using that for, like a lot of people found that as, I think it was the airlines, they got money specifically not to fire people. They got money, keep them on board. The minute the stipulations of that money ran out, they chopped everyone, and now the airlines today are complaining we don't have staff. Yeah. Well, I think it was United Airlines that did that, and... Then we don't have staff. Well, you fired all your staff. Yeah. And look how many stock buybacks are happening with that PP money that was supposed to be used to keep people employed. So people saw that and they were kind of fed up. We we talked about this on here before. Is that a lot of companies got during COVID, like no one knew what was happening. A a lot of companies showed their true colors on how good and how well they handle their money. If it's like if they have a lot of savings or if they're just just making it. Well, they're just knowing how to make it buy. I don't remember who we were talking to, but we did talk about this because this was my company. Where, yeah, just put your feet up. It's no. <laughs> broken. She has a broken foot. Haley has a broken foot, and she gave me with a boot on. I feel so bad. By the way, I don't want to go off topic. How's it like wearing a regular shoe with a boot? Well, like, do you just get used to it? It's better than not wearing a shoe, because not wearing a shoe, you have to walk on your toes. Oh, no, it's yeah. No height disparity. And do you got to, like, keep, like, circulation or Am anything? Am I the only or? one that it's would request broken, two boots? So they really just look comfortable. Oh, okay. It's just, like, it's just, it's just wobbly. <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, I, yeah, we were. Um, my company was. I, I think what COVID did, and, and I don't remember who we were talking to about. This. It was somebody. Yeah, it was one. Well, it was another. It was somebody. It had to have been yeah. somebody. It, it was a person in a chair. It was Casper. Obviously, we care about our guests. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> but for my company, what COVID did was make it impossible to hide how poorly they were run, mm-hmm. because all of a sudden that 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 revenue they were counting on to hide all the poor spending went away. At least it went away for a little while. Yeah. They didn't know how long that revenue stream was going to stop. So they're like, fuck it, man, fire people. That's all we can do. Yeah. If that revenue is not going to come in for a couple of weeks, then we have to not pay people for a couple of weeks. And they just never really kind of – that's what it did. I think COVID made it impossible to hide how bad – there are companies out there that literally live paycheck to paycheck. They really But do. you didn't notice. Sure. Yeah. None of us really knew for sure. We had suspicions because of the way that they would kind of hire or spend or anything like that. But then, yeah, I mean, as soon as that happened, you know, we'd all be on a call like, don't worry, this doesn't affect anything. And then seven days later, we're all getting fired. And it kind of goes back to what we we're talking about when you're working like 90 hours a week or like you were doing the same thing. You're terrified because you don't know. 
Because after they start cutting people, you're like, you don't want to be like, I'm not going to answer that email or I'm not going to put in those extra hours because you're like, I don't know if that means that I'm just the next one to go if things still aren't going well. It, it all kind of plays in together. It, it really, really does. And it's a, it's a very... It's a very scary way to kind of live. It's certainly a scary way to work. And again, I think it kind of plays back into what we're kind of dealing with now. That's why people quit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my fiance was laid off. So, like, I was going into it every day. Like, I'm the only person making money right now. So, like, I have to keep my job. So, what do I do to keep my job? Keep working. Like, I'm not going to not answer an email. Because I think a if, lot of people had that. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think that that's how it is. Like, that's kind of what it's become is, like, it. it you were so stressed out. You didn't know what was next. Like, think of, think about being, like, a think about a household with kids. Yeah, I which, can't Which, imagine. I mean, think about a household with kids. If your household is making $150,000 a year. Or like, keep it on the average. So say probably average. Well, you might know this. What is like average average household income is probably in the seventy to eighty range. Both of like a two parent household, it's probably in the seventy eighty range. Maybe now take one of those, take one of those incomes out of the equation with kids. I mean that person that holds the job is freaking out. The average outcome of households in Ohio is. Uh, $56,000. So it's even lower. Okay. Yeah. So think if like one of you is making twenty five and one of you is making, you know, 31. Holy shit, I did that math. And yeah. one of you is doing 31. <laughs> you. Yeah, I know. Well, well also think about that health insurance too with kids. Exactly. Like health insurance yeah. is a big thing and you're worried about getting sick and then you need to have health insurance if someone's going to get COVID. when you're like married, you, you have those discussions about who has the better health. What if you lost the better health insurance yeah. too? I mean that that's a discussion. Is that a big point in marriage? Like I'm not saying like it no, does, it does makes or breaks, but it's like, oh, you have good insurance. Thank God, I love you I more. I think that's the bigger conversation is the insurance that I walked away from. Yeah, it's probably bigger than me. Oh yeah, my yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> same. Well, we're, no, we, yeah, like, I think we're pretty much on the same. We had yeah. like really good insurance, and I I was like 24, so I was like, I don't give a fuck about insurance. Oh, <laughs> Twenty-eight was like sign me up for everything. I want to figure out everything that's wrong with me. So yeah, I was like, let me go wherever. I definitely took advantage. I'm forty-four. Of it. Yeah, I, I, I like you know I invest in band aids. Yeah, so I'm the other. I'm on the other side of the spectrum. But yeah. I, mean, I mean that that's the, I mean factor that in like a household that's making fifty-six thousand and loses twenty-five thousand and maybe loses the good insurance. That person that is still the, the the primary breadwinner in that family has got to be absolutely terrified and will work a hundred hours a week yeah. to keep their job. Yep. Not and not because they love work or want to be a team player. It's because they need the revenue, they need the insurance, and you know apparently kids need food. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that, I guess I, I find. I mean, not key. that's not substantiated. That's my opinion. No kids, kids, kids love food so much. They watched Ratatouille and they were like, "I would eat that food." Yes, yeah, <laughs> that, that a man with about. a rat made. <laughs> but yeah, that that's a that that's where all those things I think kind of led into kind of where we are now, which is it's it's a very odd, but in some ways kind of understandable like state. Yeah. Um, because you know, we're we're running into places that are struggling to fulfill workers. We're running into places that are. You're know, being very open about like Alexa and I were talking about this before everyone got here. Like there are fast food places that'll you go through the drive-through and you start, you know, you're like, hi, and they're like, hi, we don't have fries, coffee, or nuggets. You're like, that's like thirty yeah. percent of your menu. Yeah. It also, used to just be the McFlurry machine. Now it's everything. <laughs> yeah, but I mean they have to because you know the, that that is something that's happening now is that now places are short, 
in terms of products. But Roscoe, jump on her goddamn lap or something. Oh my God. it, it's because he was getting upset about these neoliberal policies that have, <laughs> that have caused, like, I don't know why in the 90s we thought it was a good idea. Hey, for, so it's cheaper. Let's stop making anything here. Because a lot of people think, you know, a lot of the inflationary stuff is causing the shipping problems. A lot of it is, like, an earthquake in China can cause coffee prices to rise by, like, 10 cents here. Or vice versa. Anything that happens in South America, because everything is so globalized. So if they have bad weather conditions, you know, down in South or Central America, it's going to cause our prices to rise. Shipments are not going to get there on time. And we've done this, and we have even fixing the bottlenecks on our current shipping system is causing these huge supply chain crises that we have. And it's almost like, um, you know, we're kind of too far into it now to be like, hey, let's let maybe maybe we should manufacture stuff here, like PPE. You couldn't even get PPE at the beginning of pandemic because we didn't manufacture it here. Yeah. Oh, that is true. Yes, that that was that was actually one of the reasons that they they gave some people that were like apply that because that was one of the limitations and people didn't understand that. And I think a lot of it also can be, and it's not a fault to anyone, but it is kind of a fundamental misunderstanding of things like that that are readily available, but people just aren't really aware of. Um, so in your experience, like, like during the, uh, forget, get past the pandemic. Okay. So past the pandemic, everyone's trying to rehire again, because this is what you do. Mm -hmm. You're trying to bring people on. So, so walk us through some of the struggles that you're saying, and then we'll kind of, I want to give like everyone a like personal experience for sure, but you have a unique perspective because you're hiring just, and fewer yeah, hiring and yours firing. Yours isn't just a personal experience. Yours is a, this is what I do for a job. Yeah. So, um, First of all, Indeed is garbage. Because <laughs> every person... I hate um, LinkedIn, too. Cause, no, because with um, Indeed, LinkedIn, a lot of times um, before they cut the unemployment, like when the pandemic, we were open, but they still had the unemployment, a lot of people would apply for jobs on Indeed and LinkedIn, and they were just doing that to file for their unemployment. You call them up, they're not actually looking for a job. Oh, I yeah. see. Okay. So that was about... If, 60% of the applicants I had. And then I did recruiting before the pandemic too. And I noticed before... I'm sorry, can we back up? How do you know, like, how do you know that that was what you were getting in terms of applicants? Like, like they were applying through it. Like, you were, you were, I, just for anyone that wasn't clear about it. So you were looking for, you were posting jobs on Indeed. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Call, the, that's how you were kind of arriving at what you were seeing. Call through a list of 50, and this happened nationwide for okay. every office. We would call through a list of 50. Every person who answered, hey, I was calling, you applied for this job. No, no, I didn't. And then hang up. And I was like, geez, when I get drunk at night, I, I text my exes, I don't apply for jobs that I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people were doing that. So that was one thing. Then to get them into the interview, if they accepted it, Everyone was hiring, so I guess it was a little bit more competitive. But even to get them in the interview, they didn't show up half the time. Our our show rates, I had to schedule about 20 to get one person to show up. So you were telemarketing to yeah. hire people, pretty much. Pretty much, and I had to resort to some off-the-wall strategies. Um, I called... Oh, is this that wrestler guy again? <laughs> no, I okay. <laughs> sorry. No, oh, sorry. Um, you're like, you're like, give me in touch with the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> no, I called... Um, because we don't background check. I called sober living houses and rehabs looking for people who were just getting out that needed a job. Well, you know what? So this is an interesting part of it because, again, it goes back to, like, the, maybe I'm not saying you were, but this is what I took from it. It's like the fear of the job. So when 
look, from, from an operational perspective, if you're not getting people in to kind of do the work, it kind of rolls downhill where the people that are running the accounts and then go to operations and say, what's your staff? They're like, we don't have any money. That goes to the recruiting side. And then they go to the recruiting side and say, why aren't you getting people? As if they don't understand what's happening in the world right now or the or, or kind of like the, the, the climate of that. So like you're saying, like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing... You're doing things that are, if you want to call them unconventional or, you know, whatever, but... Which I think is accurate. Mm-hmm. But you're showcasing, like, look, I'm trying to do my job by doing things that I normally wouldn't have done until 18 months ago or 12 months ago. Is that yeah. accurate? Yeah. Well, especially because if I didn't hire people, like the entire summer, I had to work ninety hours a week sure. at doing every yeah, yeah that every exactly, that person's job. Too, yeah. So it was ridiculous. But I think there's a number of reasons, specifically why in kind of the lower skill jobs, um, I was having more trouble because it looked like um, you know things like tech, things where you can work from home, those were booming at, during the pandemic. Everyone wanted to work from home job. Yeah. Um, briefly, I worked actually as a recruiter at a staffing agency. I had four accounts, like so. This wasn't in-house recruiting like I do now. Um, I had four accounts. One was a telemarketing call center job, calling on PPE loans, and the other three were factory work. I could get twenty interviews. They would all show up for the over-the-phone yeah. PPE loan job. No one would show up for the factory job, and if they did, they didn't show up for their first day. So I think a lot of it is, one, um, COVID is still uncertain. Um, I think, as a society, we're ready to be over COVID. But if you look at the requirements, like, um, I don't know if any of yins have kids or anything like that. Nope. No? Do you have kids? Not that I know of. No. 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 But with kids... Well, well... (laughs) Well, 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 that's another yeah. episode. Yeah, we almost... Because, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, um, it's so uncertain now because if someone in the kid's class gets COVID, yeah. they no. have to call off, they yeah. have to quarantine the kid, now they're stuck at home with the kid. So, And that's a, that's a parent's worst nightmare, being stuck at home with their child. But well, I keep but seeing the, stories of people that are like, I work from home, like, that's fine, my kid goes to daycare, I do my job, but what am I supposed to do when my kid's home? And, like, they still are expected to show up for work, but they also are expected to take care of their kid. And there's and no option. I, yeah. I, I see that, too. Well, yeah. it, it, like, it, like uh, even, like, the last two days, uh, you know, snow days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like, think of a snow day that can happen at any given time regardless of the weather. Yeah. The, that's, exi- that's essentially what it is. Yeah. Where, you know, if there's a breakout or maybe your kid's... Mm-hmm. Like, I, my, my sister's kid, like, sometimes, like, uh, if, they show, if they would show COVID symptoms... It wasn't that they had COVID, so they got to stay home, wait a couple days, take a test, cool, and now you can go back to school. So that's five, sometimes five days where you're staying home with your kid. Now, depending on the age of your kid, it's not that big of a deal, but if you have a, a small child, I mean, that, that, that that's going to get in the way of your work. You know, you don't want it to. Your work doesn't want it to. It's just... The situation that's just the hand we're dealt unfortunately i think that plays into people not going back to work agree i think so too that's a huge thing like you see how it works being at home or like you can fit in a part-time job but you can't fit in a full-time job because it's still so uncertain like you can't sign yourself up for a full-time job not knowing when your kid's going to be home and like obviously you've signed up to have a kid so that has to be your priority yeah it's almost like the uh uh it's almost like the 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 daycare scenario if you remember about like maybe 10 15 years ago uh brian you want you were a fetus but Wait, when? No. Okay. Uh, but um, was this when Nickelback was popular? All right, first of all, they're never not popular. Yeah, that's true. They're still okay. popular. They're still like 
God sent. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> people were quit. Like I remember ten years ago, people were quitting their jobs because daycare was so expensive, and like makes no sense. That's still a thing. Like that. I Exa- mean, yeah. I fought but really it's... hard to get a raise in my job before I left it, and I was I wasn't making enough money before my raise to be able to afford to have a kid because I couldn't put them in daycare because yeah. my salary would not cover daycare. Yeah, and like, that's totally still because of how expensive daycare was. I I remember knowing people, men and women, are like. I'm quitting because my entire salary is going to daycare. Yeah. So the, it's it's almost like a similar thought where they're like, I think we can just adjust because we don't know when our kids all of a sudden just going to get sent home or the school's going to close or all of a sudden it's it's homeschooling because of this and and that that goes kind of back into the people are just adjusting and that adjustment has to do with people working less. And the data actually does bear out that most um, people who were married with young kids a lot more we're finding going back to the scenario where only one person in that relationship works i'm trying to be woke and not assume which one it is because there were men that stayed home you know with the kids as well but a lot of but there was (laughs) yeah michael keaton (laughs) (laughs) there was a there was a large uh, departure of um female participation in the workforce um post-pandemic because a lot of the moms kind of had to bear the brunt of okay because it's not even just if your kid gets covid it's if someone who sits in the corner of the class gets covid yeah. whole class has to go home quarantine yeah so a lot of no. the moms had to stay home. probably don't have covid but it's it's just the you yeah. have to be careful so i mean we've all done it i've quarantined five times i've had covid one time yeah. mm-hmm. kick the shit of it by the way yeah you did mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I saw I, I those, slept for like two days. I saw the clip on YouTube with you fighting COVID. It was yeah, pretty crazy. God. I'm just such a badass. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's weird though, because I just remember when like everyone like kind of took it not everyone, but I know a lot of people that took advantage of um the uh what's it called? What's the money you get when you don't have to work? Unemployment. Um, Sorry, that's what I. Sorry, I was thinking out loud, but like I couldn't do that because I was working in the hospital, like uh, not a hospital. I was working at a, uh, a care center, right? Um, and everyone else, I knew a bunch Why of people. Why could you not? Oh, you mean because you were still? I, I was essential. You, you had, okay. I had like like these guys are going to take care of themselves, yeah. and like you even saw in like care centers across the world, like I think in Spain, like workers just dipped from going to work. I and, mean, like, care center, people died in the care center because workers were like, fuck this. Uh, I'm out. D- d- uh, the other countries are, you don't even really know exactly what was going on unless you were actually there. But some, like, like you think about, like, uh, But those like, are, like, like, like news stories. Like, like Italy. They got hit I mean, hard. COVID ravaged Italy. You know, it really, yeah. you think of, what? Well, they were I like, hey, I'm walking like, here. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, it's stupid. No, no, it, it makes that no. That sums up COVID. Yeah, I'm walking here. <laughs> I'm walking But I mean, here. you think about like uh, like like cities like uh, New York or LA, where everyone's kind of on top of each other. That's the entire country of Italy. Like it, it's a really really condensed. I mean, COVID ran through that that also entire older country. population. Yeah, yeah. Mut, yeah, older population families are, are are still. It's not like here. Like there'll be like a family of seven in Italy, and that's just a normal thing living in a house. Yeah, it's a. Uh, that was really, really sad. Yeah. I, I, oh, that God. was like, that's what made it, like, it's like Tom Hanks had it. It was like the two worst that's things at the time. It, it was real. Tom Hanks, and you're like, oh, Tom Hanks is your COVID? And then you just watched Italy, like, the oh, the news story was like, yeah. how many people are dying in Italy today? And it was just like, in I like, so bad it was insane. When it, when I was reading, like, the Italy, and I was like, oh, it's so bad, it's so bad. Then I found out that Tom Hanks, honestly, Italy was like an afterthought. <laughs> and then Tom <laughs> Hanks got like, it, I was like, guys, all right. I was okay earlier. Yeah. 
We need to get this under control. Yeah, why we can't lose Gump. Why couldn't Chet <laughs> Hanks get it? Not Tom. Yeah, <laughs> that was a thing. Right? Yeah, he's, he's funny. I like that. We can't lose Gump. It's White Boy we can't Summer. Can't lose Gump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, <laughs> but I'm glad. That's I'm what glad he said. Italy, it was Hot Boy I'm summer. glad Italy and Tom Hanks are both fine. Yeah. And Chet Hanks, Italy's if you're better. listening, I guess I don't care. But like, I, I, sorry, I just want to get back to because unemployment. I some people took it. It wasn't even taking advantage of it. They're like, okay, the unemployment's like we're gonna give you, give you all this money. I, I was like, I wish I couldn't jump to my job because I know people that made more than me. I will, I, and they made more than they ever made because you, unemployment I, was uh, so fucked. When I when I did unemployment, it took a while to get through. It took probably about three weeks to actually get through, but I was literally making the same amount, which and I'm thankful for. I, I was out of work for about three months, but I didn't really miss a beat. Like we were able to still save money. Um, well, also like a, a, I think that there there were some good things, not the good things that came out of it, but I think there were some good things that at least from an Ohio perspective, I think they handled it well. Yeah. Um, I think obviously the the unemployment applying for that was it, it was it was so hard that there was, I mean, at hundreds one point, of yeah, thousands it, of people applying at the exact same time. I I, I get that. I, I really really. Do. That's why a lot. Of, that's why some people are making a lot more money because I, I mean I was uh, it, making, sh- it did show the flaws in unemployment. Yeah, I was making bit. within thirty bucks the same that I was making while I was working. Yeah, with the stimulus and with the unemployment. So I mean, I, fortunately, I didn't really miss a beat. And just dumb fucking luck, I started my job right when that stimulus ran out. So I actually really didn't miss a beat. Yeah. The, but the, there were a couple of things I thought were good. I think that they, were, I think that they tried. You know, again, they were they, they were just kind of limping along. No one knew. I really well, no liked, one knew what the fuck was going on. No, I really like the way that Ohio just kind of um, basically said, "Hey, the curbs, those are now patios." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a cool thing. I really yeah. did. You know, I, I got to go to LBM and sit on the curb and eat. I thought it was fucking great. <laughs> yeah. You can eat spaghetti on the street and it's acceptable. Like, it's the first time I've done that. Even before COVID, I've done that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, this, it's just, it, this is just where it all kind of ended up. And then, you know, everything kind of, if you want to say, got better, which it, I mean, we thought it did, then it got worse. I don't even know if it's getting worse or better, quite frankly. It really depends on what website I go to. Yeah. <laughs> but now we're friends. kind of in the where we want people to start working again. So so you had mentioned, Alexa, about like, you know, like if you get 20 people, you yeah. know, like if you talk to 20 people about coming in for a training, you're going to get two maybe that come in. I'll, so I would, I would schedule 20 interviews. Two would show up. I would hire both of them. One would show up for the orientation, and that person might last a week. Yeah, yeah. So I was having to call. I was having to schedule like forty things a week just to get a staff in. Um, I finally got to the point now, and I think from the hiring side of it, why some companies might be a little skittish about it, because I had all these. Um, I deal with an industry that's heavily affected by shutdowns and everything like that. Mm. Um, all the scheduled stuff I had for um, January. Got pushed to March because of COVID again. So I hired 10 people, no hours for them, lost five because they quit because I just didn't have the hours to give them. So that uncertainty, I think, in scheduling. You know, you you bring up a really, really Mm -hmm. good point there is that because when people are applying for jobs, you know, they're applying for jobs because they need a certain amount of hours and they need a certain amount of... when we were joking around earlier about like someone saying like you know don't say that everyone's being lazy because I, I don't think that's the case at all. But if someone is getting unemployment, they're getting an X amount of money, and then but and they want to work, and you can't guarantee them not not for any fault of your own, but you can't guarantee them hours to make sure that they're getting the money they need to 
survive, pay for bills, pay for kids, that adds another wrinkle into that. I mean, that adds a, a huge, huge wrinkle into it's that. It's a wrinkle in time. I don't understand why you're here. Never <laughs> <laughs> a pun. An Oprah Winfrey pun. Explain a wrinkle in time to me right now. Uh, it is, a, a, I think it was a book, and then it turned to a movie, and then there's another movie, and then that's a wrinkle in time. Uh, yeah, you know all about it. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen it. <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah, it sounds yeah. about right. Fact check, you're like, yep, that's bad. Like, I love that movie. Yeah. Brian <laughs> described that movie perfectly. Yeah, <laughs> I just described It's like The Lion King. I was like, there was a movie in 1994, then they made sequels, yeah. and then they redid the movie in live action and made way more money, even though it was a worse movie than, the, <laughs> than what it was based off of. And there was plays and shit in 1997, <laughs> still today. Well, what about, Haley, because with what you do, you, you have to talk to a lot of different types of businesses. Mm -hmm. So like, I, like what are you hearing from people in terms of this? In terms of like trying to bring people on, because you deal with so many different types of businesses. A lot of them obviously like like retail and kind of uh, hospitality. But I mean, I mean, like what are you hearing from everybody about these? Because it's I, I hear varying things all the time. Yeah, it's similar. I mean, a lot of the businesses that like I work closely with are run by the owner, so like they're just working more because it's just not even worth hiring people. Or, um, you know, they have friends and family that are helping them. Um, I, I've seen, like, Lindsay at Flight is looking to hire a manager, and I think she's posted on Instagram, like, four times, like, which I think is aggressive for someone like her in a space where people would love to work. Like, clearly she's not finding anyone. So I think a lot of people can go on where they are, but they're going to get to the point like us where they're working 24 hours a day and yeah. the burnout is coming. Um, but I don't, I don't know, I haven't... This is I've heard all of this that you know you can't find anyone and no one sticks around is a big part too or no one shows up. Yeah, yeah. It, and yeah. Do, do college degrees do, do college degrees mean anything now? Because uh, yes, yeah, it, they they do. Well, that, I, I just I I don't know through experience, but like I would assume they matter. But is there any? There's no. It's still the same like as well, it was. There's no leeway. Like if you need a degree, you need a degree. Or you need well, the I mean, experience. think about it in in, in in a larger sense or like in jump in here too but like like some like obviously engineering you need a degree well yeah yeah well what but I, I i'm saying that, like i'm saying like like uh like marketing or, or something marketing, yes. to that exposure yeah that's the that's you the do. field i work in and okay. i let my work um i haven't said the name so i can say it. i let them abuse the shit out of me yeah. because i started at these small home improvement companies i don't have a degree i just have experience when, during the pandemic, when I was looking for other marketing jobs, none would even see me because I don't have a marketing degree. Uh, so I kind of, I'm like in that situation where I have to do whatever they say because I don't have a degree yeah. and I won't find what I'm making now anywhere else. Yeah. That, that's a, Brian, I've actually joked about this in terms of like, a, like say from a communication standpoint, like say a radio job opened up and uh, Brian and I applied for it. They'd be like, no, we can't have you guys. You guys don't have you know, uh, a, 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 a radio degree. I'm like, Broadcast yeah. Journalism. You know what, Haley? I mean, it's <laughs> a radio another, degree. Another I tried, I tried to get on TV. Like you don't have a television degree. I was like, damn it. All right, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's keep going. No, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I like how this podcast just turns into how can, Shitting how Joe, Joe can make me sound stupid and how I can make Joe sound stupid. <laughs> I just like how like, like We're just, Haley wanted to say it, but said it under her breath. Like yeah. we wouldn't be like, Podcasting. Yeah, <laughs> you idiot. We got a podcasting degree, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, think about like what you can do versus what you're quote unquote qualified to do with the accredited, you know, the the, the diploma from the accredited university of someone's choice. Like, if someone said that, uh, you know, can me and Brian do a radio show? Brian yeah. and I. 
fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> interesting because we were you and i were talking a little bit about like job listings and i think that that's super interesting too right now is like i feel like people say that they can't hire and i think this is more like a higher level than like an hourly job but they say they can't find anyone but they'll have this very specific job description someone will apply that doesn't fit their description exactly they interview them and whether it works out or it doesn't they're or they won't even interview them because their background doesn't fit like i have done so many different things outside of what my resume could even say but until you talk to me you're not going to know that and i think like People are applying for jobs that they're interested in, and having a level of interest in what you're doing is, like, halfway there to being good at the job. Yeah, I, I think, I, it, again, like, maybe society's not up to this, but, I mean... I very much agree with that. It, it, it's, um, experience, I think, means a lot more than a degree, but a degree, I feel like, is just the proof that, okay, you worked... For like you're a hard worker, so if we tell you what to do, you'll do it. It's classist. Yeah, yeah, it, very it, much. It, it's because uh, typically the people who get gre- degrees, they're from a better family. You know, typically they have they're of a higher socioeconomic status, and businesses kind of want that type of person. Yeah, it's you like know, a yes man it, thing yeah. too, a little bit. Like if you follow the rules, you're gonna follow our rules. Like, and you're well, not gonna it's rebel. It's a club. Yeah. it's a yeah. club. And, and Haley's hundred percent right about that <laughs> yeah. part too. Like, like if you. Whether you want to do degree or experience, like why would you not talk to somebody that's super interested in doing? Figure them out. Oh, be open minded to figure them out. Yeah, figure out their experience. And the thing I was like, kind of going toward until everyone shit on my wording, um, <laughs> was like if somebody were to come up and say, you know, we have this this opening for a a radio show. We need people to do that. Brian and I have a hundred and thirty episode resume that. I'd be like, listen to that. We can we can do this today. This wouldn't, but because if you tell us not to curse, we'll be like, fuck yeah, we but will. I also think that they would see your like 130 episodes and be like, well, that's going to be a conflict of interest with what we want, and like that's what I'm seeing too. Mm-hmm. Is like I use the bucket list as a way to learn about marketing because I have a marketing degree and I don't, I couldn't tell you a fucking thing I learned in <laughs> college yeah. uh, related to marketing because it changes so di- like so fast. And what I do, especially with social media, like that wasn't even a thing when I was in college. Yeah, in most. So, People can't like they. But I use the bucket list as a way to like learn how to do things, and it all it does is give me more ammunition to know how something may or may not work in my job. But people are going to think that it's a conflict of interest because it's something that's taking up my time. You've created your own experiences to boost that job, the field. Yeah. More than a degree could ever. Yeah, I mean, like at my job that I left, like it was a huge basis of everything we did because I had 45,000 people in Cleveland that were telling me what they wanted to see. Yeah. Well, so it, I'm using that at my job, but yeah. everyone thinks that it's like a conflict of interest or it's taking away from me focusing on my job instead of being something that which can help. It's so helping the job. Which is, yeah. weird, which is weird to me. It's weird to me to hear that someone would have a problem with that. I would see that as an asset. The reason I would see that as an asset, and I know that because the way that I would look, because I use part of this in my job, and the way that I would review that. A whole new well, audience. Yeah. The whole way I would introduce that is I remember when you first came on the podcast, the, the, the very first time. Anyone doesn't know, Haley's been on this her third time. Hell yeah. So she's awesome. She comes on multiple times because, well, we don't have to do a whole lot of prep work because she's just cool. She just comes on and talks to us, and it's easy. But she can talk about things like this. When Haley came on, she had 11.1 thousand followers, and that was first time probably two, two and a half years ago. So you're in the 45.9 thousand range now. Uh, 47.3 maybe? Yeah. I don't know. So... 
No big deal. Yeah, didn't <laughs> yeah. Get it right. Sorry. <laughs> I'm pretty I mean, sure we so- did this exact same shtick the last time, so but nice I mean, job, yeah. guys. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> hey, it's Joe. Sorry, we didn't get it right exactly. Yeah. But if that's not like being able to under... If that's not understanding marketing and how to market to people, I don't know what is. Mm-hmm. That's a literally, you know, tripling your base in... I mean, companies would love to triple their base in two years, okay? And I'm not saying that every one of those turns into revenue dollars, but... I, I would never look at that as a detriment. I, I just wouldn't. I'd be like, this is somebody who is applying for a job, and in her side business, if you want to call it that, um, but she's already doing this. I mean, it, it, well, why I, wouldn't you want to snatch a talent like that? That's what I mean. But I think that it like kind of falls into like the classes, and also just like the way things are done and following the rules. Like the rules are that you show up for work and you do work, and like people yeah. don't understand that like there's an ability to focus on more than one thing. Yeah. Like you, I pay you to work for me from nine to five. That's all you should be focused on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I, you'd you'd think that would like not not change. But knowing that you're at home, like there's a realistic thing that, yeah, I'm clocked in, but I'm quickly gonna make a sandwich, oh, yeah. and that's okay. Do some laundry. Yeah, I'm gonna do real quick. It'll take like two minutes out of my time. Yeah. But the second, I don't know how it is because I don't work at home. I can assume some jobs are cool with it, but other jobs are like well, you can't do are, that. Most are doing it now. Like, but but if, but if employers know that though, you shouldn't be doing that. You're on company time, and like, do they believe that? Or are they just saying that because they have to? Well, I'm sure they want you to be productive when you're at home. You can I still mean, be productive and do laundry. Yeah, yeah, unless you're doing it by hand. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> but yeah, so, gotta go outside. So, I gotta let them dry for seven just hours. Out there in the yard, just yeah. <laughs> you're padding it yeah. with a what is but, it? So there's beating. It yeah, off. beating a sheet. Yeah. <laughs> clearly, like, clearly, Brian, yeah. I do a lot. Yeah, there's sheep. There's sheep running around, and the dogs I mean, all they, settling they the cattle. You, you know what's funny about that scenario, though, is that. Companies didn't want to do that. The only reason that they're doing it now is because they were forced to. They were afraid of that before. They were forced to do it in March of 2020. And then in April of 2020, everyone's like, fuck! The amount of money we're saving by not having the overhead of like this office space this is amazing. It goes back to as long as it, are. as long as it benefits the higher ups. Exactly. If they find a way for it to benefit them, they're like, well, why didn't we do this years ago? Because it's a ghost town downtown. Most of them are just like, I've been pushing this for years. You didn't listen. Yeah, and they're like, well, well, it's different now. Yeah. Ted. <laughs> well, where is this? So, everyone take your turn on this. Where is it going now? Like, like I, things are so up in the air right now, I really don't know. I, should I, get- I have a couple theories on it, and I things that I think are... Uh, Alexa's just shifting yeah. in her seat. Yeah. She's like, shit's going to get bad. <laughs> we so let's start with Brian. <laughs> so now that you're geared up, ready to go, let's start with Brian. Yeah. Well, uh, Where do you think I need is going to go? So, so my personal experience, I, I've told you, I need to get a job. But every job I get is still a little thing of it. May maybe like it's job PTSD. Call me a pussy, but it's like, oh man, they're gonna feel like you always feel like someone's gonna take advantage of you. Like I get why people are single for so long because they had like a bad ex or some shit. You know, mm-hmm. they're like, I don't want to go out, and it's hard because I know I need a job. But then I see these little things, and I was like, I could. I when I was a kid, I was like, if someone needs a job, they could work at McDonald's, which is true. But the more I grow up, I was just like. Some jobs, though, like people can't work certain jobs, like so mentally. What are you doing right now? Like, how are you living without a job? Um, so I've been running, uh, donating st- blood. Yeah, donating, <laughs> donating plasma. No, I've never been selling plasma. I've been running, uh, like little shows. Okay. And like, I get a production fee. Okay. Or like, we work some now with the bar or anything. So I've been making the bare minimum. Also, Christmas really helped because I got a big family of Puerto Ricans, and they're like, "Here's twenty bucks." I'm like, 
thanks abuela you're awesome must be nice not to be disowned yeah <laughs> it's really incredible i'm disowned mentally not physically though um but i've been pretty much I doing disowned him, but he just keeps showing i've up. been doing that and i've been door dashing so i'm just making things go by okay. but i know deep down i'm like fuck like i you know when you start to run dry it's kind of like it's kind of like when uh like the meme or like any like the when you see like someone like losing like losing like water and then they start like shriveling up i feel like that's what's happening okay. like metaphorically i'm just like i need water like i'm the water lady from fucking spongebob but you you're kind of in a good spot right now though i mean you may not realize it but like my opinion like so right now there are so many openings. I actually think that even though you don't have a ton of experience in all different fields, I think at the very least, if you applied to 30, 40 jobs, I bet you would get, which it, that, that would honestly take you about 30 minutes to do on LinkedIn or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I think you can do that and you can maybe get a job that you're not necessarily qualified for and they would give you a chance. Yeah, I've been putting because myself in a good places position. Places are thirsting for workers right now. They really, yeah. really are. It's like little shit, like, uh, like, like Haley, that what you talked about earlier, like the bucket list, like should be, like a big experience thing that companies like thrive after. Sometimes companies aren't. But Joe and I were talking about this. Like we've ran, like we, even like you've helped promote our shows, and we did like a social pause, yeah. like we ran the show, and like there's like that was technically a charity show. Yeah, it was. Like we ran a show as a charity. And that is something that could be put on. You, we've talked about. I put that personally. On my resume. Yeah, you put that on your resume. Have you looked for like event planning like roles? Like I think I feel like that'd be cool. Yeah, I'm kind of. I'd be into that. I, I have no idea. Really cool. I think you could I have do that. no I idea where. You could do really well with that. Yeah, not like event planning, not wedding planning, because I've no, seen. No, just like event no, coordination. I, like yeah. I think, and like I think that's an industry that has like a high turnover. So I think you would. Oh definitely yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Oh my god, you get me. Oh my god. No, that's I mean, but industry. if you guys all get me, but that, that's a but but things like that, like you talk about like event planning, that is a or, or promotions of shows and things like that. Yeah. That is a very that's a different animal that most I, I like promoting don't too. Promoting's fine. That that is it's difficult. If people don't understand. It's it's a it it's, is difficult. It's a, well, it's a twenty four seven job too. Yeah. Because you're gonna get conf. You're not. That's not something you're like. All right, well, five o'clock. I guess I'll get no confirmations or declines. You're gonna get that all the time. I mean, you've run shows before. Yeah. So I mean, that may not be a bad thing to look into. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? I, yeah. I kind of want to look into that. You've done, and I think a lot of it also has to do with being able to understand how to update your resume too. Yeah. And interview, like I think yeah. that's a skill that it's like hard to to learn. Like I have a friend. Agreed. That, their first job was out of college and they are now looking for a new job and they've never interviewed because they got a job you know they walked in they gave their resume they worked up through the company which is awesome but it's not working out and they literally are like i wouldn't even know where to begin yeah like i yeah. don't I, I wouldn't know what to say I, why am i leaving i don't know and that's a rough gig because people don't know the well and again back to like what you were talking about alexa like we we are talking about what to say in interviews and what not to say in interviews. You'd be surprised what what are kind of buzzwords and kill words. It's experience in in, in those. I mean, it, but I mean, it's not even just experience. Well, I'm saying like, like, like experience so with was, interviews. What yeah. was the one yeah. you were saying before? Like, it was like someone asked you to tell at the end of the interview. They were like, uh, "Oh yeah, they asked me to tell a funny story." Yeah, so fuck they were like, that "We person. ask everybody at the end of interviews to tell a funny story." That was it. And I loved what you said. Like, that's just not a good HR question to ask. <laughs> it's not. 
Alexa just shook her head. She's like, it's not. Explain what you said. Yeah. So if you're interviewing someone, you should never ask someone where they have to tell you anything about themselves personally. Because if you're not hired, you have grounds for a lawsuit based on discrimination just in case they brought up any protected class. So, for instance, if they were like talking about how they're a single mom and that has helped them a lot, you might think that's a courageous story. As an interviewer, one, now I'm in an awkward situation. Where someone's it's like, like, oh, well, they're going to put their kid before the job. I don't well, even no, legally, if I don't hire you now, you can come back and say it's because you said you were a single mom in the interview and yeah. I'm discriminating against you. Exactly. So yeah. then you have that in the back of your head. But yes, with family stuff, because um, y'all were talking about like the nine to five. I don't know when that <laughs> that's that's done. It's dead. No <laughs> one's nine to five anymore. Most places, because of your cell phone, want you to be able to answer the phone twenty four seven. So if yeah. I if I hear anything in the interview where I feel like oh, if someone calls off, you're not going to be able to come in, I'm going to think twice about it. So it's just the, these things, you know, really just stick to your work experience. Maybe if you have a courageous personal story that doesn't give away any protected classes that you may or may not be in, you know, you could talk about that. But otherwise, it puts the employer in a really awkward situation. Yeah. So the so I think the reason that, 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 that people or, or recruiters or employers do that is because they... I think it's a. It's way. like a fun thing. The, the, it's like like hiring young people, yeah. like thinking on your toes. But there are better questions to ask than something uh, like that. Completely agree. Yeah, I think they want to be like, hey, you know, we're this is a great place we're to quirky. work, so we ask you these questions. But that's a stupid fucking question. It just, just is. be like, like, why do you want this job? Like, what, yeah. what did, or like, uh, what? My favorite thing is when, uh, when jobs are like, hey, give us feedback on how we did. That's a great. I love it though because you could be on it. And they're like, oh, people learn from that shit. I think. Did you ask that question? My go-to is tell me a fun fact that you know that you think other people should know. That yeah, that's cool. It's not personal. That's like it's like an Uber fact thing. Oh on shit, Twitter. I got one. On <laughs> yeah, like it's, Brazil is closer to Africa than it is uh, Florida. And then that shows intellect. Like it's not even a personal thing, and I did not know that. That's no that. One hundred percent. I very much agree with that. Like I, I don't like that. I, so, I think the question that 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 Haley that you were asked, I think it was in turn trying to be playful, but I don't think they realize what kind of a spot that puts you I in. I think comedy is polarizing too. Like people have different levels of what they think is funny. Too. Yes. Like, I mean, not that you're gonna say something inappropriate in an interview, but like I've like, I, and I even said like my response was like, it is very hard to make me laugh. Like I just. That's just me. Like, I don't find a lot of things funny. So, like, me trying to tell you a funny story, like, I don't... I could tell you something stupid and you might laugh, but I don't think it's funny. Like, what yes. level of funny are you looking for? Yeah, there's degrees to funny. I think you for a problem, too. Like, what if you're... You don't know these people. <laughs> so, if, like, someone's just like... If you're just like, like, all right, well, hey, great job. Love your experience. Uh, this was great. Um, let's have some fun. Tell me a joke. And they're like, all right. Four fucking Asians walk into a bar. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like... Don't finish this joke. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, I just it's I I don't know I I I like the idea of 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 trying to understand something personally, just kind of see how they react to stuff. But I don't like that. So one I've gotten before this was in college was tell me how many golf balls are currently in the air at this moment in time. 
Like, that's a thinking <laughs> question, but you're not giving up anything about yourself. It's still a stupid question, but uh, yeah. he was kind of an ass. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> not ass- He was a golfer. <laughs> involves you thinking and giving some sort of answer, regardless of what it like, is. I don't really, know. How many white people are awake right now? Was it sales? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, sales will always ask questions like that. We don't care about the answer. We just want to know that you can make up something on the spot. Yeah. Oh, that's the trick. I like that. Oh. That's a really so good point. Is that a good answer? If they go, tell me something funny. I was like, I know you want me to make something up on the spot. This is my fact. They'd be like, oh, he knows us. Oh. Like giving right. them like the secret. Yeah, because people in sales, will, especially with sales jobs, they'll say off the wall stuff to you. You know, so they just want to see if you're able to roll with the punches and just talk. Yeah, because that's the biggest it. thing with Starting right now, Brian, tell me a fun fact right now. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, but my mom is Puerto Rican. And she's a lot of fun. I and that's a fact. That. I've known you for several years. Okay. I've known that. But you didn't know she was fun? I mean, it's not a fun fact because I know she's fun, and that's a fact. So it's a fun fact. All right. Well, all right. We'll let you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> I'm fired. I don't like, Okay. Not fired. You're just. We'll let you. Well, know. I knew this is. I knew you weren't going to hire me, so that's why I was like, it doesn't mean anything. Well, that's, that's why I don't have a job right now. Why? Well, and, and I don't know. <laughs> is that also kind of a hiccup with? So when we're talking about trying to get people to like you know get into the workforce, but when you're trying to get people back right now, mm-hmm. is this a mistake that they're making too? Because and you and I were talking. about Actually, let's start here with Haley, because you and I were talking earlier about like you know when when you're looking for a job, because I get turned off by things before I even get to the job description. Someone, so someone, I'm in this like group for people that like for women that are in the like creative industry, and someone posted and said, "What are some red flags that you notice in like job descriptions?" And I thought that was an incredible question. So it's like super interesting. Like, someone was like, "If they mention that they're a family, like you know, I've had bad experiences with companies that are like, oh yeah, we're all family. Like they're so like the way the job descriptions are written is something that people are now paying attention to. I I which I much don't think yeah. people paid as much attention to." Previously. As recently as three years ago, I don't think you're paying. I think now again, as there, if you're trying to get people back into the workforce, I think people are very, very conscious of the words that are being used in that. Like when a lot of people were like fast-paced environment, that means you're gonna work all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. Uh, when people see things like uh, things can change, it means we have bad managers. You know, we're not going to help you through things that are changing all the time because it's going to change a lot, and we're not really good at hiring, so we hire bad people. So, uh, yeah, shit's going to fall on your feet, and you're just going to have to deal with that. Yeah. But yeah, I 100% agree with that. I, I do think that people look at that now. They're looking at it now. Like, the, the, the big thing now is people are saying you have to put the, at the very least, the salary range in the job description. Yes, yeah. So what do you think about that? Um, well, I have the complete opposite experience about job descriptions. <laughs> Every person I talk to who has applied for my job does not remember the job, does not remember applying to it, does not remember filling out an application, doesn't know who I am. Yeah. So they basically with Indeed and all these apps, a lot of people I found just go through their phone, apply, go to everything in the area, they read the first sentence that if maybe first paragraph look at the salary apply 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 so they don't know it but um a lot of people do ask up front how much i pay now that used to never happen now it's well how much you pay before i even start anything with the phone screen so um to combat combat that what i've done is just make the hiring process as simple as possible i kind of go against what the company wants like they want me to bring people in for an entry-level job three times first on zoom then 
bring them into the office, then meet them up for their I-9. No. That's I asking do. people not to show up. They're like, okay, this is a lot just to get started. It, it, it's basically like sales. It's speed of the lead. If I call someone, the interview better be tomorrow. And if it's tomorrow, I'm going to hire them that day, and they're going to start within two days. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think like uh, kind of streamlining the the description and the pay? Do you think that helps or hurts the job, the the, the job market? Um, streamlining to an extent, it does help, um, but you do get a little bit more turnover that way because a lot of people haven't thought it through as much. Sure. Yeah. So um, basically, like for instance, I almost jumped shipped and went to another company. They took a week, got back to me a week later. Within that time, I talked myself out of it, staying where I am. Um, my work in that time offered me a transfer to Texas, and it was during the snowstorm. So I was like, well, obviously, I'm going to take that transfer to Texas. Yeah. <laughs> so I talked myself out of like two jobs just because they took a week. Yeah. Sure. When if they caught me when I was hot, I would have taken it right then Yeah, there. it was all about timing. Mm-hmm. If, if they would have got, like, if, if you're snatching somebody up with experience... The, the logical thing to get them is not to be like, okay, yeah, you'll, you'll be starting in three weeks. They're like, oh, man, three weeks is a lot of time to get my head right. Standard like, is if it's an Indeed application, if it's two days old, it's dead. Really? If, if I see an application on Indeed and it's two days old, it's too no, late? No, not the job posting, but if it, someone applied two days more than two days ago, they've already talked to other people by now. That's how competitive oh, okay. it is right now. No shit. See, I, still, I think a lot of people know that, you know, and I, not that they should. But that's one of the things, like like applying and looking for jobs that people don't know, and like I mean, you know, anytime I've applied for a job, it's always looking. I'm always looking for titles for sure, titles for my experience and my age. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always looking for uh, the description for sure. Um, I'm all, honestly, I'm always looking for. And again, Haley, you know, I talked a little bit about this, the process of applying for a job too. Um, if it's difficult, I think it's a shit job. And, and, and I'm not saying that from a, I don't want to put in work to p- apply for a job, but if I, if, if you are asking me to upload a resume and then ask me to fill in my experience, I think you're a dumb person. I think you're a dumb company because that you're, you're doubling up on my work. And honestly, I will discard that right away. I, it, I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, same with the quizzes. Um, yeah. Typically, we're so on investment fuck. on you know those Hank. like unless it's like really technical knowledge. Yeah. Like let's say it's a job where you had to explain to me, um, you know, inflationary principles or something like that, and you're dealing with high level economic equations um, on a consistent basis. Yeah, put a quiz there. If it's customer service, you don't need to take a customer service test. Yeah. It's it, because also who's going to answer like in a multiple choice question if they're like a customer comes in they're angry. Uh, I put, break a beer bottle over the table and knife yeah. him. No one's going to answer that. Yeah. <laughs> Expose myself and hug the right them. answer anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had an interview. So a recruiter reached out to me on LinkedIn. And they were like, are you interested in this role? And I was. So I'm like, yeah, it sounds interesting. Like, I'd love to learn more. And they're like, great. Okay, well, you're going to – we'll set up an interview for you with the marketing manager that you'd be reporting to. And I'm like, okay, perfect. So at that point, I'm like, all right, I've already skipped, like, the intro where, like, the recruiter talks to me. Like, I'm go- I'm interviewing. And, like, the next step is either they're going to say, like, the job is yours or, like, n- you know, sorry, it didn't work out. So I interview with her. We get to the end of the interview. And she's like, okay, so next steps 
um, if you're interested, you need to go on our website and fill out the, um, the application. And then there's going to be a case study that you need to do. And then we're going to get the case study and me and the girl that are currently on the team are going to look at it. And then if we like it, we're going to move it up to the COO and then he's going to look at it and then we'll get back to you. And I was like, fuck you. I'm not doing that. It was insanity. I thought I was interviewing for this job. I stopped listening when you were describing that. I was like, nope. I don't. I'm like, I don't want you to get this job. The best job. part is <laughs> the, so much. the recruiter follows up and he was like, hey, are you going to apply? And I was like, I like wanted, I wanted to be like, why the hell would I apply? You already picked me for the job. Well, especially if um, a case study, because I know um, a place did this, I won't say the name, but um, I do event management. Um, that's what I recruit for. And you have to book shows in the Cleveland um, area. We also had Florida. They were like, okay, find the promoter the name of the show, the contact information for three shows, bring it to your interview. I noticed, like, everyone they didn't hire for the job, because I got the job, um, the shows were on our show calendar now, and I was like, you just made three people do work for you. Basically yeah. build yeah. up our show I've calendar. Exactly. Like, yes. I've heard that in graphic design, too. Like, they have you put together a project, and then they use your ideas. Or, like, a couple months later, you'll see, like, your design, like, on the shelf. I also, yeah, I've never, li- yeah. I've, I've, I've had really interviews funny. where people have asked me, like, so this happens, and then this happens. What do you do in terms of saving the client? I'm like, are you clearly have a client that's in trouble, yeah. and you haven't figured it out yet? Like, that's terrifying. That that really, really is. It's because you're never gonna know actually what they do with the information. Like, hey, we're gonna go another way. Like the way that you don't have to pay me to do yeah, the thing you I got just my told information. you. I know when I heard the word case study, I was like, nope. Like, I'm not giving you my work for free. Yeah. I don't know a way around that. I really don't. Like, with all the things that are piling up in terms of when you when you factor in money, I don't want to say apathy. I want to say more uh, like a life adjustment is probably, I think, the better way to put I it. I think apathy is a huge thing as oh, well. Oh, no, I, I think that's a factor. I do. I, I think for some people it is. But I think also, I think if, if we learned anything from COVID, I think the way that people a lot of approached it was... I don't want to get caught again doing this or doing that, and I, I want to spend time with family. Because I think there are people just like, I want to spend time with my family, so we're going to take our two-income house, and we're going to figure out a way to make it a one-income house, and we're just going to cut corners here and there. Because I, I know people that have done that. Think about you guys. Like You're not traveling. That's, that's the bulk of where you spend your money, and right now you're not doing spending a lot of time traveling. Like That's an easy my, thing to cut. I, I probably, right just from working at home, my wife and I probably... St- made 300 hours a month easily no actually i would say even more just because because i was uh paying to park downtown like 85 dollars. oh you're day. saving 300 a month oh yeah oh sorry that you said it, making. it was 85 dollars a month for me just to park to go downtown and then gas for my myself to go down there and my wife was driving the solon i bet we made probably more like 400 hours a month by both of us working from home so i mean th- those are when you factor that in, like, like say you have again, like that that two income household, and one of them is making forty grand a year, the other one's making, uh, was making thirty grand, and the other one got rid of the thirty grand, but they weren't having the same cost of that thirty grand a year. Because then you factor in things like I was going to lunch twice a week yeah. or, or shit like that, and that's eating out, not even making food. Now yeah. you're making food, so that's exactly. A big, yeah, exactly. You're saving a bunch that. of money. When I was working downtown, I was going out to eat, and then you're tipping not only the price th- of the food, but the tipping. And, yeah, I was and you're a good tipper. You probably tip like 25, 30 percent. Huge 30%. tipper, huge yeah. fan. Everyone liked me, but I mean, it, I, I was 
I'm going out to, to, to lunch two, sometimes three times a week. I mean, that adds up. And then when when you're, again, when you're at home during COVID, Barilla all of a sudden spaghetti. You're like, holy shit, the money that we're saving doing these things. And people figured out ways to, and you know what, good for them too. I, I'm not downplaying or, or, or knocking anyone for doing that. If, if you're able to stay home with your kids and figure out a way to make one income work, good for you. Do you prefer, like, this now over driving and everything? Yeah. Not not money-wise, just, no, like, no, no, in no, general. No, I, like... I, know, I know. Take the money out of the equation. Yes, I do. Yeah. Because you were talking about, like, doing things like uh, laundry. I do that. I, I, I do. Yeah. Like, uh, throughout the day... Like if like at lunch, I'll go upstairs. Like like we're redoing our bathroom right now. I'll go upstairs and I'll paint a wall. Like I'll get shit yeah. done. And your life is overall better. Like it's more balanced from being at home. Yeah. Like take like working from home and then having like a little freedoms. Yeah. And you're probably more is. productive when you're working because you're like, okay, I did laundry for five minutes. Yeah. I'm double I, up. I still get plenty done, and, and I, yeah. I, I'm conscious of it. Would you say you get more done working at home? Uh. Or the same amount? I wouldn't say that I get more done only because I'm not in person. So if, if there's a problem, I can't walk up to somebody and say, hey, can we get this done? Like, I'm still relying on email or chat. Do you, you like, call, like, a coworker? You're like, hey, I just have one question about this or something. Yes, but again... I'm just trying it, to figure out the at-home experience. Well, so it, it's easier to get somebody to get something done or to kind of make something a priority if they're face-to-face. Yeah. Um, if they send you an email or a chat... You can kind of be like, I'll get to it when I get to it. Yeah, that is something that I'm still kind of dealing with. Well, I'm, it's 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 a, you know, it, it's something where it's harder to say no to somebody in person. Yeah, <clears throat> when I was going to the office, that was a harder thing to do. You could easily say no because you can't like if, if you're at a cubicle, someone walks by, you can't just. Well, if like, someone's like, give "Hey, man, this client's emailed twice. You haven't responded. You got to get on this now." Yeah. Like if you're face to face, they'll do it right there in front. So, but but uh, but so my question was: Are you you're you're probably getting the same amount of work done then? I think so. You yeah. could say, I do. I mean, I, it's not hindering my job at all by working yeah. from home. Defeat the purpose of why it's better. Why they didn't want like now it's benefiting the whole company because yeah. the same amount of work's getting done. Do like, I don't know about what studies say like how much work gets done at home uh, now. About the same amount of work, but I, yes. um, there is um, studies that. The lines between when you're at work and when you're at home do get blurred. Okay. So, for instance, the other day I got a text at 10 p.m. on a Sunday. I didn't reply by 10:30. I had four emails by 10:30 of why haven't you replied for this? And it was Sunday at 10. Oh. So okay, I'm I'm really glad you brought that up because I think that others are having the the opposite impact of that. Is that because of the lack of people that are like working or, or the, the the work shortage? Is that people are actually being more? My job is being very, very, very apparent of uh, um, kind of the work life balance because they're, we're already short staffed and they don't want to lose the people they already have. So it, it that's actually not a thing. And I'm not saying for everybody. Cause it's not fair to say that it's not because it clearly is for you. I mean, I mean but can I go to this I magical mean, place? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, you know, and, and 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 I don't want to say it, it's in a way where they're, it's because they're always like you know, they've always been just such great people. I'm not saying they're bad either, but they're conscious of it now. I, I think yeah. that some of the shifts in companies are. You know, we're already short-staffed. We cannot lose the people we currently have by burning them out. 
if that makes sense. But that was a learning process, though, for those companies, right? Because well, they it, were used to it. Well, I mean, I've only been in this company for a year and a half. I don't know what it was like three years ago. I think it goes with levels, too, though. Like, what True. level you're There's at in the degree, company. Yeah. Like, my yeah. staff, they could shoot someone in the middle of Fifth Avenue, and they would still have a job tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much you need the workers. <laughs> no, I had a guy over the summer. He flew a drone into a customer on the clock. I don't know how he could afford a drone. <laughs> I covered it up for him. Holy and, shit. And that was twice. Wait, what? Wait, he flew with a drone into a customer twice? At, at, once at the Ashland County Fair, once at the Wayne County Fair. When he was at the booth, he took it upon himself to bring a drone to work. He brought his own drone just because yeah. he wanted to. And he, he was flying into customers. Oh and my how old was he? Sorry, 44. That's a 44-year-old man. <laughs> and I, I covered it up. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. A, a grisly, uh, larger man? I don't know. A 44-year-old dude's like, time to go droning. <laughs> Yeah, this is solid. Yeah, for Christmas and really wanted to try it out. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was like, Merry Christmas. <laughs> he didn't get fired till he used a slur in front of a corporate person. <laughs> that is how much job security my staff has. My level. <laughs> 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 oh my God. And is it certain slurs or I'm just so like any yeah. slur? Yeah, there's I also did. degrees of slurs. <laughs> <laughs> It was a cart. It was a cart. He had like an old, like one of those old lady like carts that you would wheel in. That's ridiculous. Did he take to the store? Yeah, he had a drone. I I got letters about him taking pictures of people, like young girls. Oh my god! I got like like he um he called uh someone the f word, the slur for gay people, and that was when I fired him. Yeah. <laughs> and that was only because I got a letter where it was like it was either you go or he goes. So oh, I was like, he, my, you, they really gave you an option. Like, guess he's getting fired because I'm not leaving. They almost wrote me up over it, and I was just like, I, you're gonna fire a trans person for someone for using a homophobic slur? Then they backed off, didn't bother me. For yeah. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. They were gonna fire you for someone else using a. Yeah, um, they were just like, what type of transphobic, hateful oppressive environment are you fostering in your office and i was like listen the only transphobic thing happening here is that i hate myself but <laughs> <laughs> i'm so confused someone else used a slur they were gonna fire you yes that's why people get canceled on twitter <laughs> what, was the, what was what? the thing they have it like the netflix thing like uh uh yeah, people start getting like like even if situations are weird like well, if, wait i'm sorry was it because you hired them it was it was cuz um there's no answer that's going to make I'm going to where I'm going to be not on your side. It was side. it was no. cuz he worked for me. Well, okay. So they were like, well, but you're still, obviously... But still, like, guilt by associate, you can't do that. That's it's ridiculous. not like you grew up yeah, with in him. the guy's head, like, yeah, speaking it's... words for him. It's not yeah. like you're like, yo, no, no, okay, look, he's a piece of shit, but I'll vouch for him. Like, that's yeah. not... You, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, like, I would never expect someone to use... And he... It was a five-hour shift. He used... <laughs> it wasn't even an eight-hour shift. He, he used... <laughs> it wasn't even a full day. He couldn't even get through a full day. This was a halfy. <laughs> He's like, I'm sick of this shit. We had a booth at Con on the Cob, which is like a con convention. We were selling um, home improvement products. And he went up to an Asian person with a 3D printer, went up to him, said, Chinese, Japanese, bend my knees, look at these, then proceeded to grab the stuff that he was printing with the 3D printer and throw it across the room oh my god and he didn't get fired for that it was the same day as the f words oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting he was getting real sick of what people that weren't happened? like him so it was a really oh big day it was there. it was yeah. a 15 <laughs> bullet point letter Jesus. that is crazy 15 bullet points i'll show it to y'all after this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
kind of want to have him on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so what goes up to your mind? What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, I like the drowning didn't get someone fired. I was desperate. Yeah. <laughs> he got sales. He, he, like, he, he dropped a racial, he dropped He dropped a homophobic slur, and you're like, I really have to fire him, though? <laughs> if, if he went to prison, I would gain 600 pounds and show up with Snickers bars in my tits on visitation day. <laughs> Are you coming back on Tuesday I mean, when you're out of here? You know, I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> I like always. If I was like expecting like a twenty, like twenty two, twenty two year old like like uh, Instagram blogger or something, and you were just like, nope, forty four year old man. Forty four. Did year you old say that to me? Oh yeah, sir the, yacht. The, does that handling of like a situation like that is that? You should have him on. We should. <laughs> I would have one, sir. Yacht. But I mean, is the handling of something like that from like a like a leadership level? Is that kind of a good example? In my opinion, it is a good example of why why there are so many problems right now with the workforce. Because like, I think a big part of, again is, is not just all the things we discussed, but it's also a distrust. It's a distrust in like like for me. I didn't realize you were smoking, and then smoke just came out of your nose. It was crazy. Uh, <laughs> vape life. Like a dragon. All of a sudden, there's all this fucking... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, a smoke. That's a vape move. It's called yeah, the dragon. Yeah, it's a great move. Yeah. But I mean, so like, so we, we were talking again like earlier, so like, um, all the decisions that were made in terms of like, people getting fired were made by the same people that kind of put the company in a bad spot. And I think that that is the, a big hesitation for people to go back into that same world. Is because they don't really think that those people have their back, and I think in a lot of cases they don't. You know, no. like, like like Haley, you were talking about like you know where you left was a place where you were just like, I just felt like whether I was giving a good idea or giving a suggestion to make just my everyday life better, you felt like it was just falling on kind of deaf ears, well, yeah. and it was a bad spot. Yeah, and I mean, it took like um, an entire. Um group of people walking out uh, for them to even start to listen sorry, turn to... Sorry, Oh, sorry. Yeah. It took an entire group of people for them to even start to listen to their employees and at that point, like, it's too late. <laughs> like, Into... if people are walking out of your business yeah. in protest, like, you've already missed the mark. And to yeah. clear up the... Well, we had to cancel a show over there, too. We'd, well, we haven't actually said the name. No, do you care no we're not no, going to. I don't to. know if we should. No, but we, it, I what mean, a, we don't well, need I mean, to say do you, want, do you want Brian to say it? No. <laughs> I'm not, no. But, but I'm saying, but like, way, but there was to, a known to, thing. To your point, there basically was two locations. One location, and, and rightfully so, like, 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 put a letter online for everyone to see, like, this is a... And I didn't take it as a... They were just being shitty workers. I took it as a... This is what's happening. And this is co- mid-COVID. This is a very, very bad scenario where everyone's like, this happened, this happened. Like, this is basically where workers were testing positive for COVID, and they were like, yeah, but financially it doesn't make sense for us to close, and they were just kind of spreading it. And that's what a lot of, I, I think, where a lot of things just spread around. Like, COVID, everyone loved to be on board in terms of COVID and, and, and isolating until it impacted them directly. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, well, mm, yeah, it's not yeah. the same thing. Like, Brian Brian had the best story about this, about a friend of his at this. I won't, wouldn't say his name, but, you know, if you ask him for the last three years, hey, what happens if you have COVID? Isolate. He got COVID, and you know what he said? I have plans today. Yeah. And, and, and that that's a real thing. And I'm not trying to dig on anybody like that, but that's a, th- th- that's a thing. 
That that's it's very easy to say that you're an ally. It's very easy to say that you care about this. But then, and then when just, it happens to you directly, and then you're like, Nah, I'm just not going to say anything. Yeah, which I'll, I don't. Just, I'll be cool about it. I don't know? justify that. No, right? No, no, no. It's not justifiable. However, I do understand someone's logic with it. I disagree with it, mm-hmm. but I do understand someone going, Yeah, I got COVID. But I'm not gonna. I feel like I have it. I'm not gonna get tested. I'm just gonna keep going to work. Again, don't and justify you know it. I, I, but some people, some people, they don't give a fuck because they need to pay their bills. And if the government's not helping, I, again, I, I don't justify I do. it. I agree with that. But it, I also agree I get with the, the logic. Fact, I also agree. Like at this point, I think that we all kind of have to. I, I don't want to say ignore it because that's not. That's not what I'm saying. But we kind of have to. I don't like everything closing down. Like we. We have to kind of push through some of this. We just really do, in my opinion. I, I don't think that every single time that we see spikes, that means that the entire world should shut down. Well, and the mentality of, like, getting COVID or, like, participating in something where you have COVID and then telling a business, like, well, you shouldn't be open. Like, how are you to say how someone can or can't make their money, frankly? Agreed. Like, people yeah. at this point are struggling to even keep their business afloat that is employing people. And, like, there's only so much they can do in terms of prohibiting this from spreading or not closing their business yeah and that's you know when you think that's kind of why i brought up the uh what i thought was a good move on the ohio part where they let curbs turn into patios um if you go into other states that wasn't the case and alex you probably know more about this but like the amount of places that suffered in like a place like california which never really opened i mean those places suffered greatly I mean, well, like businesses, you saying businesses? Oh, in businesses, California? restaurants, and bars in particular in California. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, terribly. Well, I'm sorry, I'm just not up to date on it. I just Ca- no. We and places like California, places like New York, and in you knew they were going to be hit the hardest because they were the it's ones, like big cities. Was well, condensed. It's, it's like it's Italy. Just, Everyone's so close together. Exactly, but. The way that it was kind of handled, it, it was, I don't know, it just seemed shitty to me. It seemed very kind of spotty and, like, I'll do it if it benefits me, but not everyone else. It, it's a do as I say, not do as yeah. I do. I mean, like, even, like, sorry, did this, I don't know if this has anything to do with this, but even, like, uh, Cuomo, like, he was praised <laughs> in the beginning of COVID. Oh, dude, they loved him. Yeah, but then COVID. you start to dice, but then, like, you look back. And not even before the sexual assault shit, but even before that, you like I think there were nursing homes. He covered up nursing home deaths. Yeah, like you start realizing, by, oh, and he got praised. 100%. He got yeah. praised in the beginning, in and fact, then you start the, seeing uh, the cycle that how like the, fact, you the, watch the turn. The new the 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 newest uh, uh, New York governor, the one of her first acts was correcting the COVID deaths because she's like, you're not putting that on me. That was on your watch because he was underplaying COVID deaths by like 50%. And having his staffers write his book about conquering COVID while they could have been taking care of nursing home deaths at the height of COVID, had his staffers help him write his book about conquering COVID in the midst of the pandemic. And the only reason he got like picked up was like such a, did y'all hear like the Cuomo sexuals? Like, oh, if you were, like, an MSNBC, like, I'm such a homosexual. It was because he was a counterpoint to Trump. Because MSNBC got off on saying, oh, we have two presidents. We have one in New York who's doing everything right. And Donald Trump, even though Donald Trump did the initial lockdown. But I think why people don't want to follow these COVID regulations is because it was spotty and it was an abdication of leadership. For instance, bars, like, I was doing comedy at Kettler shows, you know, <laughs> throughout the pandemic. So I was allowed to go do that. But schools were closed. 
during the height of the pandemic, Walmart was allowed to stay open, but all these small shops had yeah, to close. That, the Super Bowl too. The Super. You remember the Super Bowl? Yeah. Where it, it was like you can't go out, and then they were like, "We have a certain amount of seats." And usually, I was like, "That's a shit ton of fucking people." But the Super Bowl needs to make money somehow. Well, that, so it's that, like that's where when, it matters, where it doesn't matter. That's was when shown. Sa- that's when safety and revenue collide. That, that, that's what it is. It's like, how can we be safe but also make money? Okay, we can cut well, our own it's, law it's a little safety. bit. I, we, we care about safety in small shops. We don't care when it's a revenue maker. Yeah. And it's not that they don't care, but, like, but we can't really shut that down. Yeah. And, again, I, I, and politics, uh, too, because like, um, kind of like um, think whatever you want you know, about the protests, you know, the George Floyd protest, everything. It was the biggest civil rights movement. Yeah. But also was a lot of people, because I see, you know, if you kind of condemn any of that, you know, you're kind of viewed terribly. But if you look at people, people had lost their jobs and were told, stay at home. If you don't stay home, you're killing grandma. Then all these people are coming out protesting. Like, think what you want about the cause. Yeah. But there was a 100% double <coughs> standard of like, well, this is okay. Well, overdoses are up. Like, if you look at the overdose, we have a worse Significantly overdose rate. Up. Gyms were closed and our country has a high death rate because our country is unhealthy. We're overweight here, yeah. typically. Well, and, yeah, it's funny. Like, things like that. Like, it's a... If you think about the... Uh, 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 not even think about it. It's just this is a scientific <laughs> fact that has come up with anyone that's kind of identified. Sorry, that was a that was a vape cough, not a sick cough. Continue. I know. Um, but uh, <laughs> one of the things are like the the thing that, in, in, regardless of any variant, the the thing that impacts you the most is age for sure, mm-hmm. uh, being overweight, pre-existing conditions, smoking, all these things. But I mean. Those are things that are never going to be discussed. And it's, we, like, because the government took a policy, think what you want about it, but to get everyone vaccinated. Get vaccinated, you'll get through it. But vaccines will prevent severe hospitalization and death, but they don't necessarily slow the spread, especially with the new variants. But you think they demonized like we didn't think about treatments we didn't think about testing like we see they're mailing out tests now after Jen Psaki like a week ago was like what what am I supposed to like mail everyone in America a test so they can have it while the tests are $25 so if you want to get tested you can't find one but you know with all of this like failure you can find them pretty easily (laughs) yeah yeah you got yeah they're all over quick aside didn't mean to interrupt but like literally when uh, we were in Asheville, North Carolina, when my wife woke up. It was dead for Christmas. She's like, uh, I don't feel good. And we were heading down to Florida to see her parents, and she was like, I don't feel good. We should be careful. I got to get a test. I went to a Walgreens in North Carolina. There were hundreds of tests. <laughs> I mean, so available. Drew's parents were shipping them up to us yeah. because we couldn't find them. No, Where's his parents at? Uh, St. Simon's, Georgia. Yeah, I mean, it's just the farther south you get, yeah. I'm not saying they don't care about it. There's definitely a lot more tests. <laughs> like, I went in there and bought, like, four tests, and, like, my wife took two. She's like, I have COVID. I'm like, all right, well, I probably also have COVID due yeah. to our sexual history. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to say is I have sex. Yeah. With your wife. How much was the test, though? The sex, it was free. The, <laughs> the test. The test. The test, also free. Yeah. It was free? No, I paid for that. What? How much? Because I got. I'm just psyched. I have sex. (laughs) Yeah. Are we not talking about that? Yeah, Joe Bangs. No shit. You're married. It wasn't much. I think about three tests. Wait, you 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 have sex for pleasure, not to reprocreate. 
She has sex for pleasure. Okay. For sure. Okay. okay. So she's sinning, not you. I mean, look at this. You're not sinning. She's How is a this sinner. Not pleasure for her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's, look at this face. Look at that. She's probably upstairs. She's like, I hope he comes yeah. upstairs. Yeah. Look at that shirt you got on. It's one of those shirts that's a sweater and it has the little V. Yeah. The triangle not, V, which is no need for that, yeah, but this wasn't expensive. Yeah. Those are pretty comfy yeah. shirts. Sorry, I've been to go. There's nothing to do with anything. Not I meant to. All. I was like, I like it, those it, shirts. It was funny when we were at this Walgreens in like Asheville. She's like, uh, Can you go and see if they have any tests? I walked in there and I texted her. I'm like. They have plenty of tests. We're cashiers I mean, like, like why are you buying this? I feel like this wall was just all tests. I just grabbed like four. I'm like, yeah, they have plenty. You could have made a killing bringing them back. Yeah, why? I didn't think about that. We were told, can you go back? We we were so bummed out because we were heading down to Florida to see her her, her parents, and we texted them like, you know, we can't make it. You know, just Carissa, has, she we just can't because her dad has had some medical problems. He's okay now, but it's just, it's just too much of a risk. And uh, I didn't think about that. We got to like, like West Virginia. I was like, I should have fucking bought like fifty. Do you want to go so, back? Do you want to go back there and then we could be like when people when people want to get weed from Michigan, they come back to Ohio. <laughs> we could do that with COVID tests. I do do that because I do smell uh, sell weed out of my house. Oh really? Okay, yeah, Whoa. great to put on the pod. Yeah, you smell. I weed. smell and sell. You weed smell out of weed. Out of your yeah. <laughs> well, I went to Detroit. I just bought a shit ton. It's fucking great. Yeah, hell yeah. I don't yeah, smoke, but I smoked weed yesterday. It didn't work. You, you don't smoke weed. You no. smoked weed in this house a couple times. Okay, <laughs> but I don't smoke weed. <laughs> cool. Congrats yeah, on your like success. A, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, it's a yeah, pretty good thing. Firing away over here. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, this is just nicotine, not marijuana. Out engage in satan's petunias i think it's sinful and creates it a lot satan's of petunias satan's petunias Classy. is that satan's testicles yeah no, i wish yeah. <laughs> where, uh, where, so where do you so like in the next year like what do you think the next year looks like for everybody like in the next year in terms of jobs where, where, where do you think that what do you think that looks like i think honestly i think jobs are i think fast food is going to close a lot I really, really do. You're, you're really I, on the fast food train, on the gravy train. No, I, I think that we're going to lose a lot of fast food restaurants. I, I think they're going to close. I think a lot of those locations will close. And people nope. are still lining up for hot chicken. So. Yeah, Dave's hot chicken. We, we've been talking <laughs> was about so that. was so fucking weird. Did you see that on Saturday? No, oh, they're, they're seen it every day. today. Oh. Every day. It's every day. Grow up, people. Every it's day. Chain. You can just go to Cane's. I've never been to sauce. either. The what? I've never been to either. You know, uh, uh, well, I've never been to the Dave's. Is it Dave's Hot Chicken? Yeah, it's Gene. Yeah, but it's, yeah it, it's like it moved uh, where 16-bit is on Detroit. And every fucking day, there's like, I don't know, like like 50 like white guys that are like, we got some fried, we're waiting some fried chicken. And there's like a line no, around no, the block. there's some white girls there, too. Yeah, there's white women there, no, too. literally just all guys tonight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a bunch of white dudes <laughs> named, named Jared. And they're like, oh. we want some chicken. Oh, God. Yeah, but that's, it's... No, I do. I think. Uh, I think like. Uh, fast I think food. fast food for sure is going to get hit hard. I think a lot of those locations. Not a lot. I don't know. When I say a lot, I don't know exactly how many, but I think they will close. But I think the problem is more so like the local businesses because the chains are like they're increasing their wages to meet what people want, and small businesses can't necessarily do that at yeah. the same rate. Well, mm-hmm. so we and again it goes back to what we were talking about before we got here is that a lot of those. Uh, Fast food places, they are small businesses. They're franchises. Yeah. You know, so like the, uh, if somebody like like the like the Wendy's on one seventeen is owned by like a fucking a random it's owned, family. It, it's it's owned by a family. The, 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 it's franchised. You know, like I think maybe only twenty percent of those uh, fast foods are actually 
you know, corporate. They're all owned. They're, they're franchised. They have to pay a franchise fee. So when those places go under, it's not we're not taking a chunk out of, you know, the out of you know fucking day from Wendy's. <laughs> you're, you're that's a small business person. I don't think a lot of people get that. No, they think we're eating the rich whenever anything happens to like a big name. Yeah, uh, no, I do. Thing. I think you're right. But yeah, it's gonna be. Um, I think it's gonna go slightly back to normal. Um, the Federal Reserve Chair, I forget it. It's the same one that was under Trump. Um, he's gonna get reapproved. Um, he talk. He talk. He wants to unwind everything about COVID now. So with inflation, though, there's the incentive on him to do it as quickly as possible. So what he's gonna do is raise interest rates to try to burst some of these bubbles. Because the Federal Reserve typically has two policies of doing anything. They can um, buy debt from these businesses, or um, they can buy stock and things like that through this process of quantitative easing. So basically, as they're going to um, retract some of this money that have been pumped into these bubbles created in certain sectors, the bubbles are going to burst quickly and most economists are projecting um, as we go through 2022, we are headed for a slight recession depending on how that goes. So as the recession eats through people's savings, people will kind of feel more need to go back to work. And um, we actually haven't had that much of inflation in the past like dec a couple decades. So eventually it'll balance out. It'll just kind of be like, oh, we bumped up the inflation like you know, how it would have been if it was kind of going at a regular rate. But the wages will probably start to stagnate again, and um, we'll see things. Um, not that the normal was acceptable. You could think of what you want, how it was uh, pre-pandemic. But as we go into 2023, 2024, we should see kind of a return to some semblance of normalcy. It is uh, what I've actually realized. I like to even, I believe this is an inflation thing. This is actually a fun fact I could have said earlier. The prices of candy bars. I always wondered, I was like, why are candy bar prices raising? It's simple. It's, that actually is showing the economy, like what the prices are going to change and everything else based off candy bars. It's insane. I don't know why. I forgot why. But that's a re you've ever noticed that? Because like 10 years ago, candy bar, like candy bars have, have uh, they've gotten well, well, smaller well, well, and the well, prices have, have raised well, a little bit. Products like that have also do with the uh, the the method where they arrive at where you're buying them. So yeah. if it costs more to actually get them there, the cost of that product is going to go up. So the other thing that has happened now is with the uh, the struggle with getting people. It, it's not just struggling to get people to just do the 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 work or the do what do you want to call them low paying jobs, whatever, but. When I made the, 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 the joke about like the Burger King, about you can't get coffee, you can't get fries, you can't get nuggets, that's not because Burger King didn't order them. It's because they can't get them delivered. So the delivery charges are now going up to get those things. So I, I've like, uh, you probably know this too. Uh, in the last year or so, some places have actually said wings are hard to come by in Cleveland. And Haley's not on because they are. Yeah. Like it's actually, you can't go to some places and order wings because there's like, we can have them, but they're more expensive because wings are hard to come by. Because they, and it's not because all of a sudden wings became more expensive. It's just more it's expensive to, to get them delivered to these places. I don't know if that's the same with the candy bar thing. It um, might be. It, might it could be. be. But what what I know because so I working at a grocery store, uh, candy bars are like like Reese chocolate. It's like not that like it's chocolate, but you can find way better chocolate. Is what I'm saying than a Hershey bar. Hershey bar is the most simplest chocolate. It's not the best tasting, it's like but it's Hershey. Chocolate. Yeah, it's not yeah. really even but, chocolate. So it's like mainly factory built, and it's mostly machine. 
from to my knowledge is mostly yeah. machine and i used to work at a grocery store so i used to do shipping and receiving and when i did again they would be like 21 year old brian be in charge of thousands of dollars of products i'm like fuck yeah should still keep working there because they had a lot of responsibility in me but i would watch the, the 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 workers and like trucks and a lot of the guys it was mainly older men like waiting for pension and you would watch every six months when there was like a new guy on a new route they would have a young guy with him training that's actually a job that a lot of people keep the guys like that's a field where men mostly fucking hate that job it's like a like an old fucking it's it's one of those dudes that will like come in in the snow and he'll be wearing a t-shirt and you're like why aren't you wearing a jacket and he goes mind over matter and you're like that's make any sense it does but you're gonna get cold you're gonna get chilly um but those type of people they do that that's the one group of people i know that stick they have a long career path. A lot of those guys don't quit. Yeah, and like they're well, hiring I, new people. I don't know. In any of that stuff, I think it's it's. I don't know. I don't really think I realized the impact until it's weird to actually like simplify to trying to order wings in a place. But that is when I realized after multiple places told me that that that's a thing. Because the delivery of those is the the problem. It's not that it's like the product's gone. Yeah. Wings didn't disappear, but getting them delivered did. Yeah. I think so, it's easier to keep I think it's probably easier to keep a job at a like a like a like Keepler or like whatever any of those like companies because again well, I think now it actually is, it's easier to keep a job in a lot of places because the workforce is so slight yeah. that they'll honestly so I, 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 I think I think they'll be well I mean again Alexa but like so like if you have 20 people and five come in and two stay I mean you're not trying to replace that person. You're trying to. You're, you'll do anything you can to keep them, right? Yeah, shoot somewhere on Fifth to. Avenue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fly a drone into exactly. a customer. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all racial slurs at, at, at county fairs. <laughs> but I mean that you have to do that. Like mm-hmm. you, you, you want to cultivate anyone that's actually going to come in now. I mean that's, it's a thing. Yeah. Shipping's but, actually down though. Um, not a lot of people want to get into that job anymore. Yeah. Uh, just because it's it's long hours. You're always on the road. It's yeah. hard to have a work life balance. Some of those places actually make those people rent their truck. So half oh, of their yeah, paycheck yeah, yeah, goes yeah, yeah. towards that truck. So and- I, I met most most of those guys. Like don't they're like they're like old fashioned dudes. Like they're gonna work that job till they they don't need to work. I yeah. think that's what more that what I meant is that like it's like people aren't like they're not like like they're not quitting because they're unhappy with work. They're unhappy, but those everyone I knew, they were the type of people, I hate it, but I got 20 more years. And, and that generation early retired a lot during the pandemic and that was another huge problem with staffing. Um the boomer generation, um a lot of them took early uh, retirements when they yeah. were offered it at the beginning of the pandemic. That's Actually, insane. you talked a little about that again before we talked about the 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 the, uh, the early retirement of those because that's an impact that I didn't really think about. Yeah. So um, at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, especially when everyone thought it was a death sentence, a lot of these companies offered uh, people early retirement. Yeah. And they could not go to work, so a lot of these people took on early retirement. And the thing is, a lot of these people, you know, worked in industries like logistics. Yeah. But we always stereotype, like, older people as, like, I can't send emails. Like, how am I supposed to use this laptop? But they have 40 years of experience in logistics. And we're having a supply chain crisis right now. We need people who understand supply-side economics. So some economists are saying that what needs to happen is some of these people need to come out of retirement and get back to work. And, again, what the federal reserve and some of these inflationary pressures are doing it might force some of these people who took early retirements back into the workforce yeah which 
might be better for the economy on aggregate, but is it better for person to person? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're getting. You're pretty much getting off. You're 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 not getting a, a fresh face that's going to work for the company for a long time. You're asking someone who's retired, "Hey, can you just come back for like a few years until this is all settled? Can you just be like like a replacement worker right now? Can you just come back? And then when you want to leave again, you can. But mm-hmm. we need somebody right now to do this. Yeah. So please come back. And that doesn't help in any any job. I mean, it's not even an age. Ageism is a real thing, but you know. Those are people that left because my my girlfriend, her dad, like retired, and then the company still sends him like really expensive like fish on the holidays. They sent him like really expensive fish, and it was pretty much a suck up. Like, hey, if you could come back, we're gonna give it. And they were some good fish. It was like lobster. It was lobster, and then they had like crab meat in the middle. So you put it in the oven for like an hour. Oh, it's incredible. (laughs) And they sent it, and I was like, why did they send you this? So they're trying to get me back. Can you do like a photo shoot with her dad where he's just in a thong and bathing suit and he sends a card back that says you could have had a bad bitch? Oh my god, yeah, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I actually I already had that idea. I already had that idea, I beat you to it. Oh my we god. Were already, yeah, we already have I'll a actually pay for that. That yeah, sounds great. We're actually getting a calendar ready for twenty twenty three, so <laughs> give it with production. I mean we're probably gonna get it probably start selling it like late twenty twenty two, you know, like October, November. Okay, but back to the logistics. I somehow fell down the side of TikTok where women were glamorizing being truck drivers. And, like, there's, like, this one, like, I think her her name on TikTok was, like, Big Rig Barbie. <laughs> and she was, like, glamorizing driving around her Big Rig. Hell yeah. And I don't know how, like, and it was, it was, like, it was all just young people talking about how they just decided to start driving their trucks around. <laughs> yeah, that's like, fucking I don't awesome. I understand how this happened that's, and why I'm there, but that was on TikTok too. Yeah. TikTok is TikTok is actually proof. You know, I, I will go in five minutes on TikTok. I will see some like 50 year old dude teaching me how to make really good mac and cheese. And then I'll go to someone's like a girl just shaking her ass for like six seconds. And then it will go to more food. And then it'll be like, hey, this is how I work uh, three part time jobs every day at the same time. This is how I have $35,000 from a week. And it's like some like 18 year old just taking advantage of the job market. You see the most random shit. I scroll, you, you're, you're on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, we have a TikTok. Do you go? No, but do you like scroll through a lot? Yeah. Do you get? Have you got sucked Are you in the yet? The one that's on Reels, and then you send Reels to people, and they're like, "Yeah, I was on TikTok six months ago." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I hear him upstairs, and I'm like, "Oh God." Actually, Haley, you're about. That's not even funny anymore. Yeah, Haley's <laughs> gonna be my TikTok kind of tutor. Because all she I do, should, you all ask I me do about is tech. post videos of things that are already recorded. I don't know how to make. You have it a video of <laughs> you have a video of like one of your like one of your, like your friend, and she was just like you were throwing stuff in her mouth, and I was like, Joe, where are you going with this? And you're like, I knew that you were just like, like I took a video. You were drunk, my, whiskey my, drunk. You're like, this is funny. I'll post best, it on TikTok. Super drunk, by the way. Yeah. Uh, my, I actually just think it's the best TikTok I've seen, and it was mine. You know, I, uh, I, I, we uh, had friends over. We were having drinks and food. I threw a piece of popcorn. She didn't catch it. Threw a piece of popcorn. Didn't catch it. That was the video. Then I grabbed a huge piece of shrimp. Didn't tell her it was shrimp and threw it up. And she just hit her face. And anyway, check out our TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) 
I've tried to make TikToks, but well, Haley knows was, how to do it though. So she's gonna. I want to do that. I want to. Think I do. Well, you you know how I, I literally will only post videos that are already recorded. I don't edit them at all. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Sorry, I just every time Roscoe just thump thumps and I, I just know, lose. Like I just like where are we going? It just sounds know. like an angry woman who just got her nails done on a waiter's counter. Yeah, that's <laughs> Roscoe. Like, yeah, that's oddly specific. That's Roscoe. I really it does. It sounds like press on nails on a. Counter. Yeah, America. <laughs> America. <laughs> the America voice. What do you think is a. Uh, uh, if anyone does want to apply, like, like to any job, like to, 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 to a job for you, is there something they should avoid? Oh. <laughs> oh, damn. It's like the question you've been waiting for all night. She started like rubbing the couch. She's like, oh, baby. Like, <laughs> I'm so. I'm hornier like, than a priest at a daycare center right now. Oh, my God. She's all turned on. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, tell me what not I, to do. I wish the last guy I met up with asked me that at night. I would have been wetter than a slaughterhouse floor. But anyway. That's insane. I also watch Yellowstone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, um, no, uh, some people, like, overcomplicate their job titles so much and i just roll my eyes like um we all know what like do you know what the janitor fancy term is um environmental specialist what? um envi- environmental sciences i've saw saw that to be a janitor oh my um i was just getting annoyed like i get bu- beefing up your resume but like well, J- just tell me what you do, so I don't have to like read the whole thing to piece together what the job was. Well, so, so uh, I asked that question because it, I feel like it's the same on the other side. It's like Haley and I were talking about like applying for jobs because we're both kind of actively just you know mm-hmm. out there, and it's it's frustrating because you almost just have to apply for anything, get an interview, almost an interview or two in to find out that's actually not a very good job, and that's off the charts frustrating for people that are that are actively trying to see what's out there you literally have to go through two interviews sometimes to find out that it's just not a very good job yeah yeah i get that and um truthfully like um at resumes unless it's like a technical skill job or there's something technical i'm looking for i don't read the resume i don't i i just like um, at my work for instance it's low skilled like anything sales marketing where the main focus is talking to people they don't actually read your resume they just call to see how you sound on the phone so um telemarketing anything like that we're all told just call everyone see how they sound on the phone bring them in i have and i i don't disagree with that if you're doing like a telemarketing you want to hear how that person sounds on the phone so i that makes sense but resumes should be one page. Um, if oh, I have to, yeah. If I have to scroll through anything, it has to be simple to figure out what you were doing. So, like, bullet points really help because if yeah, I have to... Yeah, I don't want to look at the goblet of secrets when I'm trying to figure out if you're fucking qualified for this. Yeah, I don't want to feel like I'm reading, like, Russian literature, like, 600 pages to figure out that you, like, wiped asses no for a living. There's no such thing as Russian literature for like, one. <laughs> what? Are cover letters still, like, a thing? See, that's... Like, because I've seen, like, I've seen both sides where it's like, come on, let's get rid of this. And then also, like, I will delete every person that applies without a cover letter. See, I don't think you should have a cover letter. A cover letter is an abbreviation of the resume that I've already submitted. It depends on the job. Um, I will say most recruiting softwares, um, and people are lazy, people like to do less things. Um, a lot of recruiting software, you do actually have to click on a whole bunch of other things to see your cover letter. Okay. So half the time, if you applied on Indeed, I don't even, if you had one, I don't see it. I have to click on I'll other say, things. I'll say, as someone who's actually applying, I, if, if it wants cover letter, I don't, 
I just discard it. I don't care. Because you have to tailor it, and it's like, that's a lot of work it for is, a job but you might I not get. I have one that I just, like, copy and paste shit into. I do, too, where I'll just, like, change the, the, the title, but at the same time, it's, again... A cover letter is still basically just like the cliff notes of my resume. It, it's it's doubling up on something. I, it, my opinion. I, I just le- don't. I don't think that it's. I think it's a step that is not needed. Higher level jobs, it's needed. Lower well, level. Well, I mean, all right. If, if I'm going to be the attorney general of Ohio, which I should be, if I'm going to be <laughs> the attorney general, then yeah, I probably need a cover letter. But if I'm like you know, trying to work for a fucking company that sells copiers, you know, pump the fucking brakes. You know, I, I you don't need that. Yeah. My okay. Here's how I think we should close this out. Because this is my opinion. I I, I do want to hear your opinion on because this is what I think people like myself, Haley and Brian think. We do think that a lot of people do the recruiting are not good at their job. Yeah. We, we Not do. you, but I mean, just the like, like, all right, so my experience so, through so, some so, of my jobs. So for myself, so I have 17 years experience doing client interactions, uh, PowerPoint, everything, like like presenting, growing, million, managing and growing millions of dollars of clients. But when I apply to a job to you know kind of advance my career, I'm applying to somebody who's 25 and doesn't really know the job at all. The, that's and, and I'm not trying to shit on anybody. It's not an ageism thing that I'm trying to... But I'm, what I'm saying is, how is that person going to decide... How, why is that person the gatekeeper as to whether or not I can advance? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the benefit with what I do um, with my job is with in-house recruiting. Um, so the staff works for me. I have done the job um, at typically the events with them. So I know the job, so I know what I'm looking for. But yeah, corporate recruiters, half the time, um, they want like the sound bites that yeah, are yeah. that are stereotypically good but they don't uh, like typically what happens like because i've done agency recruiting before i'm given a list of what's needed and if you answer the things that are closest to the list you get an interview so yeah it's a stupid process well so so right there so i mean and that is the biggest fear of people that are applying for jobs they're like am i going to be selected at a kind of ar- arbitrary did they answer this question the way I liked you know what I mean oh it, it's arbitrary as hell because I know some people like the name thing like you know that article about the names it no. is a wait, real wait, thing no. what, what do you mean for instance um, there was if you have more ethnic name uh, sometimes you're less likely to get called um, than you like know Sternick no like Brian Sternick would get it would is more likely to be called than um jokes on them you're puerto rican yeah. and useless yeah. thanks dad <laughs> <laughs> then like that genetic uh, code dude then like Janea rivers mm-hmm. you know it's um classic Janea. is that the real thing though like yeah th- i know some people um who um at other places i've worked who are like just you do get these internalized biases and we try really hard like you work. can't like like if, if they'd be like if I see someone named Jamal I'm not gonna call him. Yeah, and there like there's certain things you know you can even say like for instance um like uh, you know if someone puts um that they were a stay at home mom for a while you know on their resume yeah. you know they think it's a good thing some people have biases against that you know not that there's anything wrong with being a stay at home mom but then there are some people who are like oh she's got to call off a lot 
you know, anything happens with that kid, she's going to call off. Oh, and, you know, they'll... So there are just so many... Hiring can be stupid at times because there are so many little internal biases. And it's not even the company bias. It just depends on who's calling the rest of at that given time. Yeah. You know, and they will make those snap judgments and decide who to bring in for an interview, especially if it is a corporate recruiter and they're just recruiting from someone else. This person's not actually going to be working for them. Yeah. yeah. I think that there's a problem, too. Like, I think that... I appreciate recruiters for the most part because a lot of times they have experience looking, they've seen a lot of resumes. Like in my job when we were hiring someone to join us, like my boss had never hired anyone for a high level role. He was only ever hiring like bartenders and service staff. So he never had, he had never even really seen resumes. So he would pick a resume out of the pile and be like this one. And I would read it and be like, that's all that is just made up because I've seen 20 resumes and the girl's 20 and she says that she has five years of experience like it's just not possible but he hasn't seen it so he's like oh well she used the right words like it worked for me so he he would call her in and it's all about how he sees the resume and not how like that's yeah there's a huge bias that's that's an interesting take especially in terms of somebody so you're i mean you're under 30 right 28 28 i think that's how long the covid i don't want to move like, move, yeah, I think, I don't I don't move forward to your comfortable with the age <laughs> <laughs> but i mean so so but i mean you're look like say if you're if you're in the uh, the realm to hire people how do you view hiring people versus somebody who's like 45 yeah you know what i mean absolutely well and like i mean it's funny because like this resume and this girl in question we actually did end up hiring and she was one of the worst people i've ever met and was an absolute like she was ter- <laughs> like honestly it was laughable and everyone in the company laughed after she lasted a month how terrible she was at her job because she like her skills were not what we were looking for but she said like you know oh i like i make tiktoks well she just like made tiktoks in her basement but like he saw that and he was like oh yeah like that's perfect for us because he doesn't understand that there's a level to me that i mean that's a poor example and that's not what she said on her resume there's a higher level to just you can post a million tiktoks and they're not good but he couldn't weed out what 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 was her saying like i can do this versus i've done this at a higher level no, no, I, I think that's valid, though. Because he didn't have, I mean, and he didn't really have social media experience, so that well, was I part mean, of the so problem, Well, I mean, so the reason I said, so, like, if you at 28 is hiring somebody versus Brian, who's... 27. Yeah. I think. Real big difference. <laughs> or <Yeah>. me. <laughs> I mean, I, who's like 40. I think we're looking for the same thing, and at the same time, we're not looking for the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. Like, like you're, looking at the, you're looking at the way that people react to things. In in your like, I wouldn't have thought that person was like hireable at the same time. You know what I mean? But it's it's there are some things that that apply regardless of age, and there are some things that don't. You just kind of have to adapt to them. So yeah. it's it's a I don't know. It, it's a it's a I don't know. It's it's God. I don't know. Social constructs are a bitch. But that's why <laughs> no, I they think, really are. Yeah. I mean, they really are. I think the hiring process, like at any company, especially for an upper-level role, should involve a lot of people because you're bringing in a bunch of differing opinions and you're less likely to exclude everyone for the role because you have people that all have a different level of experience. So like, if you bring your whole team together to hire someone, I think you're going to have better success than if just the boss is hiring somebody. Yeah. And that was a big part of, like, my problem and why I left because I was, like, trying to say, in order to build this team, we need to hire a very specific person. And they were like, sure, we'll let him hire that. And I was like, he's been proven to not twice now. <laughs> it's like, we 
maybe do something different here. No, yeah. we're good. Yeah. Can we learn our lesson? They're yeah. like, what no. lesson? <laughs> Lessons are. Oh, the, the job, the, the applicant pool is just terrible. I'm like, I'm not sure I believe that. Oh, uh, no. yeah. That's a. That, that, that's what people say when they don't want to admit that they're struggling for recruiting. Like, oh, no, we don't have good. Yeah, or that pool. they're not good at vetting people. I mean, yeah. really, that's what it like comes down Which to. Which is usually too. more what it really mm-hmm. is. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, if you work at a brewery, you have no shortage of applicants. Everyone thinks that that sounds like a Everybody thinks it's a great job, yeah. All right. (laughs) (laughs) No, she's right. No, no, I agree. I just liked your hiccup. You're like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I I agree. All right. The whiskey. Totally. Um, but no, Haley's uh, right. I agree. L- l- like in, in terms like a like a brewery, like people think it's an amazing job. So it's like you you're not gonna have a shortage of applicants. Yeah, no. you're not. Like your pool of applicants is going to be very good. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, Brian. Yes, Joe. Wrap it up. I don't wear condoms. What? <laughs> I think we all knew that. <laughs> <laughs> you're hiring for a company. What is the way that you, uh, what is the way that you interview people? If I'm hiring for a company, how do I interview people? Yeah, I'm. I mean, it depends on what what company is. What's this fictional company? Is it like? It's your fucking company. So, but but I mean, like, what's like? Sorry, it's a diverse. That's a that's a tricky question because like, am I am I like? Are they talking to people or is it just like an IT guy or like? Is it like, am I higher, Am I looking to hire introverts or extroverts? If I'm looking to hire right, introverts... You're, you're looking to hire people that uh, put on comedy shows. Okay, so I'm looking towards people that, A, believe in the product, uh, that genuinely want to work there, B, someone that is proven, uh, that has worked in similar places, um, someone looking for an opportunity, and mainly a likable person. So I, I'm going to find, I'm going to see how I can connect with them. Maybe it sounds like a little bit of like a sales thing. Maybe it's like a salesperson, but, but okay, someone, right. so what but someone who's hungry and like you're. If, you're talking about a person that you can work with on a personal level. Pretty, I'm, honestly, uh, to be honest, I'm looking for someone that either has experience or is looking for the experience, and someone that I could fucking have a good conversation with. Pretty and much. Then what, what are you up here? What does that mean? Breasts. Breasts. Uh, they could have uh, any type of breast form. I wouldn't focus on the titties uh, you're classy Good yeah you. i wouldn't focus right. on it unless like she made a joke about the titties and i'm like okay we're cool enough we could joke about titties maybe i'm getting man titties like but not like surgically just to, organically from you know mcdonald's and like mcgriddles and everything yeah we're all there but like yeah i wouldn't worry about the sorry you're throwing me curveballs <laughs> you're really throwing me curveballs. like what about the titties i'm like i wouldn't worry about the titty unless she was like that's hey you want to worry about ball. my titties i'm like if you right. want me to yeah, i don't know it's a curveball right. yeah That'd probably be a good boss well, then. You gotta hire five people. What, how do you kind of bring five people in right away? Um, like from the sourcing aspect or like in yeah. interviews? No, for interviews. Just try to get them in. Okay. Um, well, like just trying to get that. Like I'm selling the job to them? Yeah. Oh, um, I, I'm so fake when I sell jobs to people. Sweet. Like, like, like the other day, like this is how You're I so did it. You're so open. I love it. That, like, I love the, it to death. The other day I did it like this. 
I was like, hey, so just so you know, a lot of people, when I tell them about this opportunity, they're like, this could be, this is like way too good to be true. And I have to be the bearer of bad news to let them know it's actually as good as you think and it's better because we're a multi-billion dollar company. So here's the deal. We're opening one office every single week starting in March. So there's tremendous growth potential. I'm transferring to the Austin, Texas office. So I'm looking for people who can fill my seat because I really want go-getters who are ready to advance (laughs) with this company because we are doing so many great things. Extremely flexible schedule because I understand all my employees do have other jobs or school or other things that they want to work on. So I want to create an environment where you know exactly when you're going to work. I do my schedule exactly one month in advance. I use an app called Sling so you know exactly (laughs) when you're going to work. And also you do get mileage as well. So we're basically paying your gas for coming to work. So uh, let me ask you this. Oh Wait, I got we all supply. Wait, I'm not <laughs> trying to cut you off, but Joe, why the fuck did you ask me the similar question? I, like, I don't know. And she's like, okay, here's I'm my fucking script. The same question. She was just way better at it. <laughs> well, I don't, she does it. I don't do that shit. I mean, I do kind of, <laughs> yeah, but not like, super bad. not like that. Okay, hey, you threw me curveball. You asked me about titty size. Right, I don't Joe, fucking know. Every applies for you tonight. Yeah. Haley, get five employees right now. <laughs> I don't have any money to pay anyone. I can't even pay myself, so I don't. I can't get five employees right. unless you want to work for free. I mean. Okay, cool. Congrats. I'm with I'm with Haley's answer. I I changed my answer. All right, <laughs> Haley, that should make you feel bad that you're the same. Same. I don't know what's I don't know what's worse, uh, me and Haley's answers or your tolerance to the whiskey. <laughs> It's, it's poor, yeah. But I'm, I'm dude, loving it. It's so funny. <laughs> but Alexis is like, here, you know what? You killed it. Like it? Don't like it? Here's how I'm gonna get you in. Yeah. Fake as hell. That was real. Super glad that we all got here. That was fun. And discussed jobs, leasing jobs, not losing jobs. Mm-hmm. What's up, Brian? Hell yeah, hell yeah, gang. Yeah, touch my finger. Yeah, just like the painting. Yeah. What? What? Yeah, this is around the time that we should end. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love the look in Joe's. I love your the look in your eyes after a couple of drinks because it's not a bad look, but you start to just go like, I'm a, uh, I'm, um, yeah, I'm oh, here. Yeah. Over. Hell Hard yeah, up. it's good though. Yeah, this Run is your first heart. time meeting Alexa. This Alexa's was fun. Awesome. She's the fucking best. Yeah, and then Brian, Brian we're. Shit. Yeah. Oh, where can Sorry. you find? You know, it's I hate that. Brian, bumping mics. Where are we gonna find your stuff? Uh, uh, uh Instagram and uh, uh, Twitter. Uh, the Brian Sternick. Um, uh, we're doing shows. Um, yeah, I just post all my shows on Instagram stories, or, um, or I tweet them out, and you can see everything there. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, do nobody cares gonna be starting once Matt gets his ear infection uh, figured out. Uh, obviously this, um, Dina's heart of gold and just anywhere I can do a show, I'll be promoting it so you can see it. Cool. You were the worst person to go to first. Alexa, what do you got? What? <laughs> so mean. You can find me on Instagram at Alexa Irizari comedy. That's I R I Z A R R Y or Alexa Irizari on Facebook. See, that's professional. She spelled shit. I was professional. I mean, no, I, I give the same answer every time. Like, just follow my I, thing. Right, no one cares. No one's going to visit you. Why'd you ask that if you didn't care? To be nice. Okay. That's <laughs> fucking fake, man. And then, of course, the great <laughs> Haley. Where can we find your stuff? I mean, if you're still listening at this point, I sincerely appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> that hurt. No. <laughs> no, I just mean, like, at the end, I probably wouldn't have 
would have cut it. I would have listened to most of it, but this is probably about the time I would have. Moved <laughs> <laughs> we'll on to the next one. <laughs> the Cleveland Buculus at the CLE Buculus on Instagram. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm Joe. <laughs> I'm happy you're still listening. I'm happy that <laughs> you slurred like a motherfucker. <laughs> you're like, oh, happy you're listening. To I'm happy anyone is still listening, About the apparently. Time that you said you're losing jobs. Yeah. <laughs> We're giggling secretly. It's about the time I probably would have cut. I'm not looking at her, but I, like, I'm giggling and I look up and I see her giggling and no one said anything funny. I was like, okay, right. I'm picking up what you're putting I'm down. I'm sorry, or, everybody. Uh, no, or it's... when you and I were, I, I mentioned Sir Yacht. <laughs> Have him on, yeah. And you were like, Yeah, and then you were like, Yeah, I would, but you guys are having a completely different, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like right in the middle. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. this is fun. It's your third time, third time, yeah. We'll is this the most you've run for? Is this, is this the drunkest you've seen Joe on a uh, recording? Well, no, not I mean, at the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's like, No, he went to that awful fundraiser. Down oh, shit. Right before that the was pandemic, so... and we were all. Very we we went <laughs> we went to a fundraiser that was strictly. I don't think they had food. It was just whiskey. You jokingly <laughs> entered the contest, and I was like, "Well, fuck! I want to go to this event with you guys." So yeah. <laughs> she's like, "Congrats, you win!" <laughs> and then we all went. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it. I feel like we touched some good points. It was good. It was at, fun. At you had end, fun at the end. <laughs> yeah. It got a little aggressive at the end. I Wasn't feel bad. Don't. Anyway. You can edit this out. I would keep it. I think it's hilarious. I'm a, yeah. So it was funny. Yeah, today's is our editing stuff. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right about now. It's like, yeah, my laptop This is where broke. I'm going to be like, today it stops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Alexa. Wait, say thanks, thanks everyone Haley. again. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> I love you, Joe. Love everybody.